Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 118. Hello out there, I'm your host Elliot J. O'Neill and joining me in SideQuest Studios tonight is Phil Calloway. I haven't thought of anything witty to say. Jimmy Mack. I had sandwiches for dinner. <laughs> and here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. Oh, hi, hi. And yes, thank you for joining us for the sandwich index. No, wait, that's the <laughs> other thing on our that's website. That's the secret hidden thing on the website. <laughs> secret. Easter eggs to the sandwiches. <laughs> so yes, thank you for joining us for the Simpsons Index. This is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of the Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. How are we doing, fellows? Doing very well. Agreeable. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty Everyone's good. being fueled by sandwiches. Yeah. Mm. I, don't, I think I've never been called a fellow before, so I'm in uncharted territory. <laughs> Ah. Right, well, enjoy it. Yeah, it's uh, roomy. But uh, <laughs> you were called Othello once when you did Shakespeare, right? Negative. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I have to host this thing and tell you that we just watched an episode from the HD era. This was season 23, episode 20, The Spy Who Learned Me. First released in May of 2012, it was directed by Bob Anderson, written by Mark Wilmore. In this episode, Homer suffers a concussion at work and starts uh, hallucinating, yeah, a famous James Bond parody-esque guy, Stradivarius Kane, is giving him life advice to improve himself. And in the B story, Bart gets Nelson fat with Krusty Burgers. Guys, what did we think? Quite like the A story, did not care for the B story. A story was alright, bit slow to get off, but uh, I thought it was actually, for HD era, I thought it was a pretty decent episode. Mm. I've pretty much been preconditioned to think that HD episodes would be rubbish. Yeah. yeah. But I quite like that. I enjoyed it. Got some laughs in this one. Yeah. 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 I mean, even the story, like, I was like, uh, where's this going? But yeah, I think it was pretty consistent with the jokes. Mm. But yeah, the B story is going to be the thing that's going to be dragging down my ranking for mm. this yeah. one. Yeah. Let's get into the episode. BT, for better or worse, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you? I'm going to say Stradivarius Kane in general. Stradivarius Kane. Voiced, if I'm not mistaken, by Brian Cranston. That was the Brian yeah. Cranston. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Yeah. More of a, a guttural growl kind of thing. But yeah, because I start off this episode, it's a very much a James Bond parody. I do like the joke where the helicopter stops and he's just hanging onto the blade. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. And I was like, okay, so why is this you know, a James Bond parody and not McBain? It seems like his territory. But then it's like, because they're doing this whole imaginary friend guiding Homer through a concussion to be a better husband. And I was really worried they were just going to have him dick around for a whole bunch because it starts off Homer takes his time off and then he doesn't tell anyone and then Marge has all these chores to do and he's not helping. It's like, you're already being a dickhead, Homer, but let's yeah. see where this goes. But then he does actually try and make the effort. And at the end, you do remember, oh yeah, he did have a concussion. Yeah. Fair enough, he might not be quite in his right mind. Yeah. yeah, I think Stradivarius game was pretty funny. He had some good visual jokes, and yeah. Yeah, and there were a lot of good James Bond parallels as well. You know, him walking out of the beach and then... Yeah, unzipping his speedos and bodysuit and Grab revealing the, the suit underneath. underneath. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> and yeah, I thought Brian Cranston did a fantastic job as the spy as well. Fuck, mm-hmm. I love that guy's getting so much more work these days. Mm, well, nice. in 2012. Well, yeah, I mean, these days as well. You know, I mean, he, he played Zordon in the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> is, that a, uh, is that a plus or a minus? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a plus because all you have to do is probably one day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, minus because that movie was awful. Not even like fun, awful. Just awful. Wait, is this the Power Rangers movie they did in Sydney? Maybe. No, that was in the 90s. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Just checking. 
where they like rebranded Angel Grove as having all these Sydney landmarks, like the Sydney Opera House, like, yeah. and the Center Point Tower was like the A in Angel Grove, and it's yeah. like, come on, we've watched the TV show, we know that's not the case. Anyway, this isn't the Power Rangers Index, but it very well could be. I mean, please no. You know how many thousands of episodes they have? Get that jumpsuit <laughs> off. No wait, leave that jumpsuit on. Actually, Beach, remember when we were down in Barrel, and I very almost bought a full size Green Power Ranger helmet. I was helmet. hoping you would. <laughs> I'm still hoping I would. Where am I? <laughs> yeah, hidden depths to Elliot that you want to leave unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so how about you, Jimmy? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Oh, so I freaking loved it when Stradivarius Kane had to hide from Lenny's uh, imaginary friend who would be able to see him. <laughs> Hufflepuffagus, I think, was the... A lot of powerporting in this episode, but mm-hmm. yeah, meant to be like a snuffleupagus thing, right? Yeah, yeah, that just took like a silly idea and, and made it work on like a just ridiculous level. Yeah, yeah. I, really, I really like that bit. Especially when snuffleupagus is, sorry I slept with your girlfriend. <laughs> you did me a favor. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole imaginary friends can see each other thing. Uh, yeah. Was that in Drop Dead Fred? Is that where I'm remembering that from? Maybe it's been about 50 years since I've seen that movie, so... Yeah, good movie. Are you thinking about ghosts from the movie Ghost? What's a ghost but an imaginary friend? Yeah, I I think that's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) What is it? You just didn't imagine. (laughs) And who scares you? Who is dead? Depends on what you're scared by. They really can't do much if that's... Apart from ectoplasm on you in your sleep, which is... (laughs) I'm always afraid of that. Give you a blowjob if you're Dan (laughs) Aykroyd. Weird part of that movie. Yeah, and I suppose then that joke ran on into... Him needing help suddenly and cracking himself on the head to yeah. concuss himself back to an imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. The and correct one, yeah. cycling through various imaginary friends. <laughs> I like ones. Clippy turning up for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, yeah, big fan, but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> and tying in with this theme that I keep accidentally bringing Phil football references, there was a Fox football robot. Was this a thing? Sammy the football robot. He's still a thing. He's still a thing. So in like the in-between cuts of like football footage and the ads, yep. there'll be like logos will slam onto the screen and then he'll rock up and, and he'll usually do, not the dance, they mocked his dance, but he'll like do like a sort of a running man dance and then spike a football. <laughs> oh, right. This is <laughs> a weird transition. Up. Yeah, so Fox uses him quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, it did seem like a, well. He might not still be around, but he definitely was a thing. He was definitely was a thing. It sounds like a Fox yeah. creative thing. Yeah. He, he doesn't like shake his butt though, like that one did. <laughs> well, wow, I mean, that was pretty sexy part. dancing for a robot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was an amazing coincidence. And, uh, yeah, the other thing I wanted to say about Snuffy, yeah, so Stradivarius came, like, kills him at the end. Or, as I wrote in my notes, he snuffed him out. Oh. <laughs> Just wanted to get that out there. Just making <laughs> your own puns for your own entertainment That's over there. Why the show exists. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Phil? What's a moment of this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Well, speaking of funny puns, during the James Bond parallel to uh whatever that was called Stradivarius Kane movie where Homer just stands up and yells witty remarks in every moment (laughs) by far the best one was when Stradivarius Kane throws a guy from a jetpack onto the pointy bit of a turret and Homer stands up and goes well I guess that guy's got turret syndrome (laughs) I did laugh at that even though it's Kind of terrible. Yeah, but, also but I also like uh, Lenny and Carl. Like, oh great, yell out to him. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. so lucky. You get to be right next to him. You can hear him the loudest. Yeah. <laughs> I did like. I did like Lenny and Carl in this one. They just had really good little support bits where they yeah. popped up, dropped a bit of gold, and then left again. Yeah. And I also love the inference that where uh, Lou may be Chief Wiggum's imaginary best friend. Yeah. And he mugs at Cameron. And goes, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought Lenny and Carl. Yeah, going back to that, I thought that they really stopped that bit from becoming obnoxious. Because, yeah, like, okay, that was all right, but how many more times is Homer going to yeah. do this? And 
but I still kind of liked it in like a mystery science theatre 3000 sort of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think any more that would have been lost its funniness and been boring. Yeah. I yeah. kind of thought the same when Homer's in the car laughing at his own jokes, but he's just laughing for... 15 seconds in the car while Marge looks angry. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm ready for this to be over. And it's backed sooner. up by a drive-by high-five from Lenny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, mean, then it, I mean, the scene ended on a peak. Yeah. But the uh, entrance to it, I was like, well, this is kind of boring now. And especially because he said something as trite as that's what she said. And mm. so the high-five was perfectly timed. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say the moment of the story that stood out to me was the Nelson storyline, which I think it just moved through the beats way too quickly. Yeah. And... All of a sudden, Nelson's fat, and all of a sudden, he's fit again. And for him to then come back stronger because he's been trained by Krusty's personal trainer to be more than Alicia Silverstone from Batgirl fat, which what is what's yeah, with I that? Know. that was a, such an old and really yeah, unnecessary that was a burn. burn out of nowhere. <laughs> Get this kid strong and fit again, superhero fit. Hugh Jackman and Wolverine fit? No, what, made not of that money. Bit. Yeah, one that made of money. Alicia Silverstone and Batgirl. He's he, already fat. He's already that. And it's like, wow. Yeah, I don't know what <laughs> like, that was. She's rocking in that movie. Yeah. I mean, look, Batman and Robin has got a lot of faults, but the main three cast members, Chris O'Donnell, George Clooney, and Alicia Silver, uh, Silver, there, Silverstone, all had rocking bodies in that movie. And a lot of gratuitous butt shots of all. Oh my that's god, the butt shots. true. Actually, it was a pretty terrible movie. It was a terrible movie. The only reason <laughs> it made it. But delightfully terrible. It, it, that is fun terrible. Yeah. Because, yeah, thinking back to Power Rangers, yeah, because remember, like, the training sequence went for, like, an hour, and then... It's, it takes, like, two-thirds of the movie before they even get into a fight. Yeah. Oh, and then the Zords is, like, crammed in the last ten minutes. And then everything hinges on a Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, oh. sorry, a Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One right. sentence I've never heard before in my life is thinking back to Power Rangers. <laughs> so, play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? I have never seen this episode. Don't believe anything anyone else tells you. Okay. Zero. That's the truth. <laughs> I've seen it once, and maybe it's a lie. You keep that together. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it once before. I actually had this marked down on my index as a as a much lower ranking. But yeah, I haven't really returned to this one. I don't mm. really like season 23 that much. So let's talk about some of the wackiness in this episode. What are like the cartoony elements? Mr. Burns ate a dude. Yeah. <laughs> Just in a story. But I do like the back and forth of, give this man one Tylenol and send him back to work. Like, oh, Uncoated Tylenol. Yeah. <laughs> He's had a concussion. It's like, pish posh, I was once clubbed in the head in the Amazon and returned to work. Uh, that was your partner you sold to the cannibals. Oh, yes. I ate his brain. That's why I have, I have his memory. I did like that kind of explanation <laughs> as to why he thought that was him. It's so dark. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess Homer, the whole hallucinating Stradivarius Kane and the adventures they get up to. I liked that Stradivarius came wanted to watch them kiss. Kiss her while I watch. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. he's creepily like leers at them. Wasn't that a weird bit where Homer goes, can I put my hand through you? And he's like, sure, try. And Homer just Straight immediately the... goes for a dick grab. Straight for the crotch. <laughs> like, hey, and he's like, that's class. class. <laughs> like he's living out his fantasy. Always wanted to put my hand through ghost cock. <laughs> ghost cock. <laughs> it's oh. a movie. I, I'm going to put money. That's already a movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a porn actor. Just <laughs> that is a very different <laughs> She's sculpting something very different. <laughs> All right, so uh, what's the documentarian's name again? We've had uh, him a few times. Declan Desmond, who sort of became a reoccurring character mm. after the teens era. And I'd... This is played by Eric Idle. Mm. Who is oh. he riffing on? What is that? Just a snooty director, I believe. Is that it? I think so. I mean, just a general okay. English documentarian. So but... maybe a little bit Edinburgh, but yeah, he sounds, he's... he sounds very Edinburgh. But if it's he sounds um... Edinburgh, but he's meant to be a little more smarmy and yeah. yeah. 
if it's Derek Idol, he probably sounds like Edinburgh yeah. anyhow. Yeah, because yeah. you know English. But uh, he's showed up a few times. He's mentioned the title "Would You Like Lies" with that before. Did this become before or after that? Because I can't remember what happened. This has got to be a parody of that. Like, this... no, no, as in he's mentioned the actual title "Would You Like Lies" with that. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, one of his others. I th- and I'm trying to think if this is a callback or a call forward. Perhaps our friend in the editing bay can help us out. Editing friend Elliot Guy here to say that yeah. BT, you're right. Declan Desmond did mention Would You Like Lies With That by name in another episode. That was in season 14, Excuse Me While I Miss the Sky. And yeah, extra credit to you, man, because we haven't actually reviewed that episode yet. Good memory. Kudos. Back to the show. Thanks, buddy. And we're back. What I didn't like it. Well, First time they what happened, I, it freaked the shit out of me. Are they having strokes? <laughs> Who's doing what? What guy in the editing bay? You're going to be like, what did, where did that come from? <laughs> no, but the bit that cringe and also wackiness, he has a nugget IV. Just oh, feeding yeah, chicken nuggets yeah, into his gross. blood. I did like him not being able to complete his documentary award <laughs> entry, which had, is it a Holocaust or non-Holocaust <laughs> yeah. related documentary? Yeah, yeah. Which is entirely true. You don't win anything without doing something about World War II or the Holocaust. You're more or less guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. There's a great black bit. And white. In um, what extras where yeah. he's working <laughs> with Kate Winslet, who's like, oh, you know, you got to do a movie about the Holocaust. You're guaranteed an Oscar, and then like five years later, got an Oscar based on a Holocaust movie. Winslet did, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, the, the reader. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's amazing. But I liked a lot of the documentary stuff as well, even the wacky moment of him having his cholesterol literally scraped oh. from his skin. Oh, yeah, that was kind of gross. I could have done without the zoom in on the cholesterol. <laughs> like the joke in the scrape, sure, but then the zoom in and just watch oh. it drip. Yeah. 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 I mean, there were his other good wacky moments of Mr. Teeny flipping the burgers and rubbing <laughs> his butt on it. Points to the sign may contain traces of monkey ass hair. Transparency and advertising. A cartoony moment I did not like was when he got knocked over by Burns, flies through the air yep. at a weird pace yeah, yeah. and yeah, f- He's unreal holding through speed. light globes and yeah. he gets into like a skier's stance yeah, for a second. he goes into like an alpine skier yeah. and then he collapses to the ground. It was very weird, totally unnecessary. Yeah, yeah he could have just fallen. There it was didn't no joke need to be to this yeah. whole thing. Well, yeah, also, he was already on a ladder. And it made the fall come like 12 seconds after the, he was hit off the ladder. Because yeah. I was assuming the fall was going to be where we were going. Like he gets in that skier position and maybe he lands and he takes up skiing or for some stupid reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It felt like the fall was the purpose rather than the impact and the concussion mm. that was then the then cut to black. So why not just cut to black? Yeah, yeah, I was kind of almost ready for him to like land on a pile of money and ski his way down and then the show becomes mm. yeah. Burn sponsors him to be the next what are they, shallow skier. downhill. Yeah, the, downhill skier thing like i thought that's kind of where that was going when they brought yeah. that up but it was just weird, weird. long and weird mm. and yeah and she said oh yeah the one bit of the documentary i really didn't like was the ending of it where he's like i'm gonna turn you into sausage patties <laughs> only his foot was turned into sausage patties yeah, yeah i don't ever really like the freeze frame on black and white and then mm. give me text to explain what happened the joke happened. but well, there's even, like three screens as well even then like crusty burger is meant to be fattening and like lazily put together fine but he's not like silent greening people no and then at the end he's just like oh, i'm gonna turn this englishman into english breakfast patties and like no, you're not. Yeah, that was weird. never your thing. <laughs> and even Krusty's argument later on, when Lisa comes and confronts him, he's like, "Hey, I didn't force him to buy this crap." Yeah, yeah. yeah he knows it's not good food. Yeah, he's like, "But we have yogurts and salad on the menu. Well, you never actually serve those." Oh, okay. I'll do everything you want. It's like, piss off. I never told you to buy all that. Yeah, mm. yeah. It seems weird. How is this my fault? <laughs> yeah, the Nelson story is just so lazily breezed through. Mm. And another part I don't like about it is that Bart like effectively gets dropped off at. Um, yeah. And it was like Bart's plan, and why? Why wasn't Lisa confronting Bart about it and trying to make him feel bad? Like, well, also, how did Lisa know that it was Bart's fault indirectly oh, that yeah. Nelson got fat? Like, she just saw Nelson yeah. on a documentary on TV about how fat kids are. Yeah, and she just sees Nelson and then kind of like glaringly looks at Bart. Mm. 
But yeah. how would you have any idea that he stole Bart's crusty coupons? I would have rather found out how Bart got a book of crusty coupons. Yeah, they're all free, not yeah. like discounted, but free. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he bought like three burgers and three fries in that meal. And like, yeah, he put some money into yeah. this. Especially for a kid who's only money is being stolen by the bully. How, yeah. did he, how did he get three Krusty Burger meals? I did like in that news report, though, where, I mean, because you see this on every report about overweight people is the headless fatties. And it's something that the chaser brought up is when you're doing a documentary about fat people, you must never show above their neck. It also means you don't need their permission to show mm-hmm. their footage of them. Yeah. <laughs> Any other wacky moments? Right at the end when Nelson's buff, is he taller by like a foot? Yeah. That was really stupid. It's like, we know what Nelson looks like, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, it's the same height as uh, Skinner. Yeah. He punches Skinner in the face. Yeah. And there's no comeuppance for that either. He's yeah. like, he's now assaulting adults and everyone's cool with it. Who's going to stop him? Jesus. <gasps> Sammy the throwing robot. <laughs> <laughs> he's imaginary. He's a costume of Stradivarius Cave. All right. <laughs> Clippy. Yeah, he's real. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it was such a shitty tag for an episode that I was mostly enjoying, you know? Mm. That if he's going to end the episode super buff, why wasn't he ending the episode super fat? And yeah, there was just no point to it. And the violent thing wasn't funny. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, how about some heart? Did you guys feel the bumps? Not really. Nah. I'm going to say everything that went with, with Nelson missed. Mm. And even Homer's taking time off to be with Stradivarius to learn to be a better husband really just sounded like a machination of Homer just spending six weeks not being at home. Yeah. Because you didn't see any of the home life going on when he wasn't working mm-hmm. and you only really got Marge was unhappy for the first two minutes after the movie mm-hmm. and then everything else was kind of... Yeah. You didn't really see Marge at all. So you didn't really get the feeling of it. And then at some point she just brings Homer lunch for no reason at work to discover that he's not at work. Yeah, I think I feel the heart was super lacking in this. This could have worked better if Homer had just woken up in the hospital and it was all a dream or something. <laughs> or was it? Oh, I would have hated that. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I agree that they didn't really build up Homer's, like, endeavor to change much as well. They just mm. sort of, he cleaned his car and learned to dance. And I mean, he yeah. actually gets his redeeming moment doing the bad thing. Stradivarius Kane literally teaches him how to lie his way out of the, yeah. the moment. He mm-hmm. says, just do this, tell her the truth. But that's not what he was doing. He hadn't been doing that. Yeah. Well, it's kind of implied that's what he was doing the whole time, is trying to be a better husband. He spent some time at most. We didn't see enough of what Homer was doing yeah. to fill six weeks. We really yeah. don't know. I think that's the issue. Is like, like you say, we didn't see Homer learning to be better, and mm. we didn't see Marge suffering that Homer's being worse. Mm. He makes up a lie, we think. Well, it seemed like a lie to me. And then Marge accepts it. Yeah. And seems happy. And then Stradivarius watches them kiss, which is weird. Yeah. yeah. Hey, your imaginary friends don't just leave because you want them to. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, wow. That's the log line for a really weird movie. Mm. I'm on board. Let me start scripting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can all agree that could have been a bit more built up in the heart because there was definitely room for it. And Yeah, I mean, it starts with, you know, Homer's about to take his first non-day off and then... Marge is like, oh, I've got to take me to the doctor. And then a guy's coming to see that smell in the house is. And it's like, dude, just help with that. And you're a better husband. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was this HD era episode that it's kind of mixed at best where Homer wins the lottery and doesn't tell Marge. But (laughs) he is secretly like fixing stuff around the house with the money as well. And it's like kind of sweet. Like, Mm. and yeah, there should have been sort of a bit more of that in this story. But ultimately, though, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Mm. Yeah, I'll say Homer's stuff did. Because, you know, imaginary friends, concussions, work accidents, they're all par for the course for him. Yeah. The whole Bart Nelson thing, I don't 
Like, no one was responsible. I don't think Bart was to blame, because if Nelson hadn't stolen his lunch, none of this would have started. So, yeah. you know, he stole the stuff. That's on him. And yeah, what do you reckon? Like, does it feel like The Simpsons as a show as well? Yeah, I think I agree. It feels very much a homocentric episode mm. from maybe the late 90s. Like, they're kind of where everyone else is kind of a background character and we love watching Homer do weird stuff. Yeah. It feels like that. But everything else is kind of not there. You compare this to, like, the one where he starts imagining Colonel Clink. And that's because he's having problem. <laughs> he's having. He's being tempted by another woman and there's an external force enacting his actions. Uh, yeah. And that the hallucination is, like, an extra part of that. Whereas this, it's all just the hallucination and he's got time off. But there's no impetus. There's nothing pushing him to it. He's just like, oh, I'm going to use this time to be a better husband. It's like nothing mm. other than one slight argument is pushing him towards that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. also that wasn't his first motivation. He wanted to have time off. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to stay here with my family if I get time off. I'm mm. going to pretend to go to work. And then the idea yeah. doesn't even come to him. It literally appears. His hallucination out, suggests yeah, it. It appears out of the body while he's in, in the bar. So it's not like he had, like you said, an impetus or a a reasoning for wanting to be a better husband, yeah. it literally came from a, a knock on the head. And I've got this deep and abiding suspicion that The Simpsons and a lot of shows write a character into existence to justify having a celebrity voice it. Mm. And oh, so yeah. Yeah. Stradivarius was a vehicle. I didn't know it was Cranston. Yeah. But now it makes sense why he featured so much mm -hmm. and why he was such a significant driver of the show because they wanted to justify paying... Brian Cranston to come do their voice, and yeah, they would definitely. have been paying him twenty twelve Brian Cranston money, you which know, which was yeah. money. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. that's the top of the honeypot money. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I just my deep feeling is that episodes that have a celebrity voice actor come in tend to be a little bit shallow and try and shoehorn that into as many bits as they can. Yeah, I might be wrong. I don't. I certainly haven't watched enough of the rest of the, the late season episodes to know that for a certainty, but it just feels that way. Yeah, the cynical oh, part no, of that definitely agrees. <laughs> it's a very, very good take on that. It's so true. Like, Watch the Lady Gaga episode. Oh, <laughs> don't watch the Lady Actually, Gaga. Actually, do, do a one-off episode where we just film James's face while he watches Lady Gaga episode. No we, reaction videos. <laughs> I don't know what that's called, but whatever that is called. How, how recently was that one done? Uh, that was actually the same season. Okay, so um, the same period. Yeah, wow. Dun, I dodged the bullet. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Right. I only saw it by accident on Foxtel once and I only knew it existed because these guys had bitched about it mm -hmm. and I was like flicking through and I saw it and I went I have to watch this now yep. to find out how <laughs> terrible our, it is it's our reigning champion of failure yeah, yeah. it is a steaming on fire bag of poop yeah feeling like an episode of The Simpsons I like a lot of the jokes. The jokes to me feel very Simpsons-y. But, I mean, character integrity, I don't think anyone's really off. I think everyone's pretty true to themselves. Mm -hmm. Like It's just, yeah, weak motivations. Yeah, yeah everyone is just a one-note version of what their normal character is. Mm. Yeah, because even with, like, the troubled home life, you know, and going back to the Mindy episode, you know, when Homer <laughs> arrives home and Lisa's done the burnt fish sticks where they're frozen on the middle. And, so it balances out. Yeah, and, oh, and Bart's, Bart's got, got weird hair stuff and giant <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Fuck, what I could have said. <laughs> that raccoon stole my lamp job! <laughs> yeah. Can so, yeah, quick, this feels like... Can you a radio in the coffee pot? <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes or no, would you watch this one again? I want to watch half of it again. That's the kind of... I want to watch the A story and that's it. So I'm going to say yes tentatively. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Is the hungover test a yes or a no? It's usually a yes. If okay. you would watch it hungover or like on a plane when there's nothing else to do. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really paring down my options. Oh. You're on a plane. There's nothing else to do. Do you watch there's this episode of The Simpsons. I'd have one. to really hate it. I would watch this one, but yeah. Yeah, we'll probably watch this again. We might watch it in a playlist. What playlist would this belong in? Movie parallels? Parodies? 
Yeah, mm. like action movie stuff. Put this with a couple of the McBains. And... Uh, appearance of imaginary friends. Like when Barney hallucinates that pink elephant that stomps the uh, bad, <laughs> bad acid trip. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Thanks, Pinky. You've always been there for me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the Mindy episode, Colonel Clink and all that. Like uh, Homer trying to redeem himself for Marge. Yeah. yeah. There's plenty of those. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say monkeys cooking things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yep. know if that is. Name one other thing. I can't. But I'm sure I'm sure Elliot or Ben will be out there. Be out there yeah. Gentlemen. Well, I think I'd just put this in a good Mr. Teeny playlist. Yeah, and crusty burger, I guess. Mm. Not the part of the story I want to focus on. Right, yeah. And we had no oh, yeah, real appearance from uh, Squeaky Voice Teen, who's traditional oh, yeah. crusty burger. Yeah. Mm. He was fired and replaced with Teeny. Oh, it it would have been the... awesome if he was like now like the corporate regional manager or something. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> squeaky Still squeaky voice. voice. Yeah. <laughs> Still squeaky voice. <laughs> Everybody, we're losing sales in the Midwest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put it in with Declan, the documentarian. Ah, uh, yeah, Declan Desmond playlist. So, yeah, there's like about five of those episodes yeah. now. So, yeah. All right, so, BT, what would you like to change about this episode? Scrap that entire B-plot and build a better one. Oh, okay. And just give Homer some motive to do any of these things. Like, maybe he starts taking time off, but then he sees he has the ability to change things at home, but he's not, so he's... Just give him a motive. I don't really even care what at this point, but something to push him. Because uh, he has eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of time. How about you, Jimmy? What would you like to change? Flesh out Marge's displeasure with Homer. Yeah. So that it feels like this really got something to fix. I mean, all he did was yell out some not particularly funny remarks in a cinema. Mm. That's not that. It's Tourette's a date night. But... Come on. That's all right, pretty that was funny. Pretty Is funny. it worth yelling out? Yeah. I mean, I didn't think so at first. Yeah, it's pretty great yell outs. But yeah, I think that I would just flesh that out. So I would have the heart that I think we all thought was missing. Yeah. How about you, Phil? Yeah, I would drop the B story as it is. And maybe you could get fat obese kids and Marge who cares about things in the world as a B story that then introduces more fat kids into Homer's house so that he has motivation for being outside. Mm -hmm. And that way you can have like a juxtaposition between, or not even juxtaposition, just a a balance from Homer going out and doing his thing to being a bad slash better husband mm-hmm. to some other impetus for that happening. Because otherwise, as it is, things just happen because that's what it said in the script. Yeah. So, yeah, I reckon lose the B-plot and use that time to make the rest of your characters or the rest of your story make sense mm. or have a B-plot but make it better. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we've got a classic case of this is like two episodes that could have been full episodes in their own right because they don't have anything to do with each other, really. And, mm. you know, I agree that, yeah, they should just probably just lose the B-plot entirely. But, you know, devil's advocate, yeah, I want to see a B-plot where it's more about Lisa being suspicious of Bud or trying to, you know, humanise Nelson a bit because he is a troubled kid that is surprised that he's getting lunch one day. Yeah. If he's not using the money to buy himself lunch, what is he using it for? You know, Mm. I just have a lot of questions about this. And every scene, he just changes body again. Yeah. You know, he's fat and then they go to Krusty's and he's even fatter and he's balding for some reason. And yeah, then he's buff and six feet tall. It just Mm. it just moves through the paces too quickly. So, yeah, just slow that train right down. You know, let's live in this story for a bit longer. Yeah, I agree, actually. Just you saying that, it just made me think about how many layers that story could have. Mm. Because you could see Bart conniving and like getting Nelson fatter, see him become less and less of a bully. So Bart becomes ironically the champion of the nerds at Mm -hmm. school. And then Lisa notices, tries to take control of the situation, but then she's got to worry about does she make Nelson better because it's the right thing to do, but then decrease the quality of quality life, of life. at school? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of really interesting points that you get kind of characters 
a no-win situation. Yeah, do you yeah. sacrifice the net positive of everyone having their lunch money and being free at recess yeah. versus the health of one person? Yeah, for one fat kid. Yeah. All right, BT, do you have any on the notes? Uh, yeah, I really like the bit where Stradivarius Kane is like, it doesn't matter what you say, as long as you say it with confidence. So, uh, did it hurt when you fall out of heaven? Because your hair is really messed up. Okay, Maddie, maybe it does matter what you say. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see how many hard-boiled eggs I can eat? <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up and say this. <laughs> uh, yeah, her response, ooh, I really love an articulate fatso. <laughs> <laughs> it's a low bar. Yeah. How about you, Jimmy? Any other notes? There was one bit that where after he's convinced himself that he won't tell the family, he's got time off work, mm. and the scene's ending, and he says, woohoo, now I've got time off work away from my family. And it just basically says, this is the joke that we are doing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. This and is the episode camera, theme. And it was the end of part It was well. weird. Yeah, it was really I know the, flat. the audience watching The Simpsons might be a bit on the young side, but it was very obvious. If you wouldn't get that joke, you wouldn't get any of the jokes in a Simpsons episode. Mm. Yeah, for real. It's weird. Yeah, weird. and also it just says... You may as well get up now to go to get a coffee because the ads are going to be on in three seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what they need. Yeah, a little uh, subtitle card to flash off. Countdown. <laughs> yeah, start the coffee machine. <laughs> Warm your vape now. <laughs> How about you, Phil? Any other notes? In the Stradivarius Kane movie, the bad guy says, we don't have to worry about Stradivarius. My mistress took care of him. And she's yeah. like, um, yep, I finished him off. He was a great lover. What? Love. Lover of being killed. <laughs> yeah. And the bad guy just goes... Well, that was a weird sentence, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I actually like that opening scene like quite yeah. a lot. No, I was having a lot of fun. I'm like, this is quite a good one. What's going on? Yeah. And especially because, yeah, convention of villains is like, and now our topic today is social media than the villainous age. I mean, <laughs> the age like, of social media. in the age of social media. We're going to start small little breakout groups. And it's like, <laughs> oh, this is so conferency. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's also because the, like, the music was really good for that. Like, it was very on point for mm. being James Bond without actually being copyrightable, James. Bond. Yep. Yeah. My other notes are Nelson went up to Mrs. Van Hooten and said, Your mom's next, and then turned up to her hair salon and went, You make dumb kids, lady. <laughs> Do you know what I got as a minus, but I'm right I wrote it down, so I'm saying it out loud. I didn't mind that, but like him pouring out the Van Houten blue hair and yeah. like, why are you bullying someone's mom? Yeah. Like <laughs> he's just out of control. Yeah. I, I like that Grandpa's only line in the entire episode was, no one will tell me if I'm a ghost or not. <laughs> um, I, I feel like uh, that's... Uh, <laughs> sometimes Grandpa has some fucking cracking lines. Just uh, put your hand into his crotch and, you know, if you... <laughs> you hit crotch, uh, you're now a criminal. Sort of <laughs> um, I like when Homer decides he's going to skip or telling the family he's got eight weeks off and just play hooky all day he throws his shoes off screen one at a time and they both hit Lenny I thought it was Flanders yeah oh was it Flanders? but it was the wrong way oh, yeah, that's why he said was. the wrong way that's yeah. why I thought it didn't think it was it Flanders it did sound like Lenny I thought it was as well yeah uh, I, I, I had it yeah. 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 it doesn't make sense that it was Lenny but it just sounded mm. like him mm. he'd been like close on hand every single scene I just assumed Lenny <laughs> was still there <laughs> yeah, was Fair. Fair point. yeah he'd be driving past like, oh what if Homer needs a high five <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just always on standby and yeah I liked how Homer like threw that away I was like and also, yeah, throws his tie in the drain. Like, oh, now my feet and neck are cold. <laughs> um, and I really like, and I don't understand why this was there, but they burn the Blue Angels as the jet fighter pilots who aren't out on combat runs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're burning Batgirl, they're burning Blue Angels. It's yeah, just, uh, they're, uh, someone's very angry at 
specific superheroes i guess things that sound like they could be and the other thing i like is when homer refaces the lover of the girl that he tried to pick up at the bar who he defeated by squirting lemon in his eye he's like lime lime Lime. Lime. homer goes ah turns around there's no bar full of limes because he's just outside and the guy goes looking for this and he pulls a slice a wedge of lime out of his pocket throws it away (laughs) (laughs) that was awesome yeah it was a good, like, yeah, little villain moment there yeah. as well. You think a lemon can stop me? Ha! A lime! <laughs> <laughs> not the Greg Kinnear story again. <laughs> He's not your friend. <laughs> the way he say he called me. <laughs> All right, it's time for my final notes. Now it's time, and now it's time for his final notes. Final, final, final notes. notes. Nice. I did that wrong, sorry. It's <laughs> all right. The important thing is that you tried with gusto. <laughs> that you said it with confidence. How many boiled eggs do you think I can eat? I mean, three. I can like guarantee you it's four because that's what I had today. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's what I had for lunch. Sixteen oh, nice. then? Four boiled eggs for lunch. Yeah, and some cucumber and spinach. Why? Because it's lunch. Okay. Because <laughs> a bully took his sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to make, and I just did it all the time. Did you make the eggs at work, or did you take them that way? No, I boiled them you at home. At home. Yeah, okay. I'm not boiling eggs at work. That's, oh. that's madness. Oh. Can I just segue yeah. just a moment? There was a lady at the office next to the one I work in and I turned up to work after something. There was paramedics turning up and I'm like, oh, this is a problem. Something's happened. Mm-hmm. And turns out a woman had tried to um, boil an egg in the microwave and when she opened, <laughs> no. the, when she opened the microwave door, it exploded in her face. Oh, <laughs> and, badly enough to call the paramedics. And burnt it, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So so you're standing around like a, a paramedic. So, oh, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Poor it's another exploding egg story. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the way. <laughs> yeah, that's stupidity going back to bite yeah. you. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. What's her name? I'm trying to think of egg related names. Shelly. I can't do it. Yoklunda. Peggy. <laughs> Egna. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Egna Kreboil Bull. Anyway. Oh, okay, now you can get <laughs> digging, digging. <laughs> Dig uh, up, stupid. Uh, this is worse than that date night where we saw date night. Uh, yeah. Good burn. That's a very mediocre movie. There was something I liked about them taking the phones off the kids because because this is something that I wonder about, you know, in schools these days with mobile phones and you can just film teachers all the time. Yeah, like the, to limit the number of embarrassing photos of our teachers, we'll be confiscating all smartphones. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and videos on YouTube but, as well. But like. then what the people put in the bowl is one phone, yeah. a watch, nope. a retainer, and then lunch money. And yeah, Millhouse's glasses. And like. Millhouse's glasses. It seems like one person had a phone, so it's pretty easy to find out who's responsible for all the videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a bit of a dropped point. Like, why focus on it so much if that's never going to be... Yeah, it's it's Chekhov's uh, metal detector. Yeah, I reckon <laughs> someone came up with that first line as a good gag, and yeah. they just had to squeeze that rest of that scene in. Mm-hmm. And then, weirdly, Chalmers going, oh, I wish I took that job in Honduras, but I couldn't deal with their upside-down question marks. Yeah. Weird. I did like the animation of... Homer about to tell the family and then just everyone's glaring at him and he's like doing the pan across and then he like looks at himself in the mirror who's also glaring. (laughs) Yeah, that's what mirrors do when you glare at them. Yeah. Well, maybe you, ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) It would explain why I'm only here except when I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. Wait a minute. So when Homer's like wandering the town looking at all the things that he never gets to see during the daytime. uh, Weird one with Barney and the plastic bag. Yeah. Yeah, it was two yeah. beats too long. 
Yeah. Like, just have Barney breathe the plastic bag in as the American... Was American called? Beauty. American Beauty parody. Which is a long time ago now. Yeah. I guess 2012 was the last long ago, but still. Still, you could come up with two ideas rather yeah. than Hans Molman in Rollerblades and Underpants. My yep. note said, Molar Skates. Stop it. <laughs> what are you concentrating it's why on when it you exists. <laughs> It's literally why this show exists. <laughs> and have Barney breathe in the plastic bag, sure, but then it's like ballooning out his ears and nose. It's like, mm. yeah, that's gross. And I did like how he's like, oh, I can go into Moe's now because now it's afternoon. And then Moe's like, hey, Omar, I heard your pathetic rationalization. So yeah. <laughs> pour yourself a beer. So when Lisa and Nelson go to Krusty's, they're playing like a Nintendo Wii. And mm-hmm. I like how when like Krusty's having a contemporary cont- Contemplative cigar puff. It's on the remote, but his character in the game is smoking a cigar. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was pretty cool. Oh, uh, and yeah, my final note is I'm not getting flea bites from your car anymore. <laughs> I flea bombed the car for my lady. Yeah, oh, that was uh, very um, nice. My only other note is when Homer walks into Moe's at the very start, the TV is conspicuously on in the background because he needs to watch something later on. But it's a trailer for a space movie called yeah. Tic Tac Toe. And yeah. it's just like giant ships in the shapes of X's or O's like lining up in yeah. space. I think they've had a different episode where they go to the movies and that's like the full trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is like a background callback and yeah, I quite enjoyed that. I did think it was pretty involved for just being on the TV yeah. behind someone's head in the background. Yeah. Alright, I think it is time to rank this thing! Uh- on the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just, man, you gave it a participant. But for the good rankings, you got, okay, bronze, good silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the very best, you give cubic zirconia. Now let me go first. Let me show you how it's done. I'm giving this one a bronze. It was actually pretty close to becoming a silver. It's just, it's got some story problems that are really hard to ignore, even though I think the jokes are fantastic. And yeah, it's a fine ride. It left me with a good feeling after it. Phil, what do you reckon? I agree. I was on the fence between bronze and silver, and I only just landed on bronze. But yeah, there were some good jokes. It was pretty funny. But the lost potential makes it sadder. So yeah. bronze for me. The lost Jimmy? potential always hurts. So yeah, 100% more. bronze. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And as I said, for a HD episode, I rather enjoyed it. Mm. But yeah, they just wasted like a third of the episode. Mm. For real. And BT? I was kind of hoping this would come out as a dull bronze overall, but I don't vote based on the overall outcome. So I was stuck on a bronze participant, but I'm, I'm going to go with bronze because I did have just enough fun with all the uh, Stradivarius Kane stuff. I would watch again for those parts. I had a good time with that bit. So yeah, bronze. Just. All right, cool. Well, yeah, averaging out. There's no need to average. It's unanimous. <laughs> this is a bronze. <laughs> It'll be joining other unanimous bronzes like the Falcon and the Dolmen from season 23. This is a weird, another episode that stars Kiefer Sutherland playing a Kiefer Sutherland type mm. that isn't Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, also I'm so talking. confused. Yep. Yeah, that was not a great Kiefer sentence. Sutherland. It'll also be joining The Town, which we reviewed together where mm-hmm. they ship out to Boston. Like Way, hey, hey. Uh, yes, Boston. university one. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Any Tina Maya Mo, which we reviewed with you, Phil. You're going to need to give me way more. Uh, where Mo than that. dates a little person. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that reaction because every time we tell you what it's about, you flip yeah, out a little bit. Because as a described episode, Mo dates a little person. I'm like, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> Turns out, not amazing. Mm. Just full of really poorly thought out short jokes. Yeah, oh, mm. that's a bit sad. How I Spent My Strummer Vacation, where Homer goes to rock and roll fantasy camp. Oh, man, that yeah. one comes up a lot. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the first ones we yeah. did. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Homer the Mo, where Homer becomes the Mo. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also Take My Wife's Sleaze, when uh, yeah. Homer forms the Hell Satans. 
<laughs> All right. So there are so many take my wife blank parodies yeah. <laughs> that I get confused which one's which. I still like the Hell's Satans as a motorcycle gang. Yeah. But it was just a surprisingly flat episode, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. It could have been a lot better, but yeah, it was from memory the first half is really good and then it just tanks. Mm. Oh, but then there's the motorcycle fight where Homer and like John Goodman are, are swinging yeah. the, the choppers. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, before we move on to the teens, Eric, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation, reputation justified? justified? Rowan Kaiser of the AV Club. <laughs> Stole our damn word for dickity. <laughs> <laughs> he gave this episode a B plus. I. Yeah, that's like a silver on our scale. Like, no, well, a lot of us were near a silver, so... Yeah, that's true. He said the episode was a simple emotional story, noting that most of it had been done many times before by the show, but it still worked and was funny. Yeah, it's sort of true. All right, well, that does it for the HD era. Let's move on to the teens now, where we will be watching, and this one was an intentionally picked as a football episode, we are going to be watching... Faith off. I love that these guys are so unsporty that I'm the most sporty person they know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad indictment for sports. It's a low bar and you cleared it with ease. Yeah. Well, with you the... were, you as well, Jimmy. Like, did you guys watch the Super Bowl? Or... Yes. I did not. I watched it on streaming. I have read the mm. memes that talked about how boring it was. Oh. Yeah, it was super not a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm. I'm very glad I didn't take the day off work. Yeah, I, I worked. <laughs> yeah, so. I just discovered that you could stream it on a channel that rhymes with Chevin Hate. <laughs> Chevy Chase. Hey, Chevy Hey. I thought they shot that dude down. <laughs> oh, let's get out of here. And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was season 11, episode 11, Faith Off. First released in January of Ought. It was directed by Nancy Cruz, written by Frank Mueller. In this episode, Bart becomes like a spiritual faith healer and uh, manages to get a bucket off Homer's head, which he got stuck on his head previously in the episode. And also there's a big homecoming football game for Homer's old university and he accidentally runs over the star player. Mm. Guys, what do we think? Pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. really good. Really good. There's all the things you love about a Simpsons episode. Mm. Yeah. It's funny. I watched this episode maybe two months ago. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. And I just happened to watch this one. And I didn't enjoy it as much when I watched it the first time. Second go through, really enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 Is that to do Grew with me. the watching comedy in a group is always better mm-hmm. uh, theory? I think I watched because I'd been binging episode by episode uh, from like seasons four onwards. You were a bit th- numb. Yeah. And I think maybe I was doing direct contrasting with maybe some fantastic classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And I do think that if the episode you watch around it will affect how you feel about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, I think it's part of the reason we started going new to old rather yeah. than old to new because mm. it gave the newer ones a better chance as well. <laughs> Some chance of living. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think this one's a really solid time. Like when I was doing the plot summary, I'm like, oh wait, there's actually a lot that fucking happens in yeah. this episode. Like which parts do I pick? And yeah. <laughs> so let's get into some of those moments. Phil, we'll start with you this time. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you? I really like the bucket gag and the whole, <laughs> I like the whole premise of going to the homecoming for Homer's university, which I entirely forgot that he even went to. Yep. I like that they yeah. revisited back with the nerds again. Like that mm. was all part of the canon and he went for one class and flunked out of that, but he goes to the homecoming and then it turns out to be a a football fundraiser. Mm. I do, <laughs> Lock the gates. <laughs> I do I do like the um what 
the head of a university called Dean. Dean, the dean of the university goes, now a seven and five season doesn't come cheap. <laughs> We're just barely winning. I loved his goods, Professor Rocco and Chancellor Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like, he goes to prank the principal, but then he gets out pranked by the prankster. Yeah. Fraternity house. And then he ends up with a bucket on his head. Like it was funny. It made a lot of sense. And then that led to the whole point of getting into the faith healing, which then yeah. f- fell back into the football game. So it all yeah. Like it was really well layered so that the thing that started it is also the thing that made the other things happen mm. and everything related to each other. It was really good. Yeah, mm. we got into it very quickly. It starts with him just going, Bill, Bill, Lib. Oh, wait, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's, hey, it's my uh, university. Yeah, and it's a lovely throwback to Homer Goes to College. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I do love that he goes, Springfield A&M. We hate Springfield, Springfield U. <laughs> you went to Springfield U. You hate A&M. So much. <laughs> <laughs> He's just passionate because that's what you have to do, but he forgets what university he actually went to. Yeah. How about you, Jimmy? What's a moment from this episode sounds out to you for better or worse? You're in the call as a cow college because we were founded by a cow. <laughs> and there's long just long silence. enough hold on it. No, it's just <laughs> there's nothing to come. That was <laughs> brilliant. And Letty like, really felt like he got the leg up on him. <laughs> that showed him. Yeah. I just do like, like the way he says it so definitively. is like he's figured out that this is the way... This is the way you deflect that insult. <laughs> yeah. Just because we were founded by cows. I also loved a salute to hazing. Yeah, that was a good float. <laughs> totally inappropriate. He's got a guy in a choker yeah. who's drinking water from a dog bowl. <laughs> now He's listen up, because i got to explain a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just getting him paddling. Yeah. yeah, I was actually a bit mixed on like the rationale of why Homer needed to be drunk for that part of the story. Because but... so he runs into Kachenko. Also, he was at a football game. That's his yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's because there's also then the late float on the field. So that's yeah. the reason why him and the players are on the field at the same time. Yeah, if he was sober and excited for his float, he would have remembered. But if he's drunk, uh, he has to be late. Yeah, yeah, he was busy drinking and, yeah, having one of those tailgating barbecues, like, in the stadium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have any food that wasn't tortured and killed? Well, I think the lamb died of loneliness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so brutal. How about you, BT? What's a moment from this episode that sounds out to you, for better or worse? I'm going to say testify. 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 Come on up and testify. Now, Phil, yeah, we know how much you love a good song in a a Simpsons episode. I actually had to respond to various looks from Jimmy during this one. (laughs) And I both the songs I quite liked. Oh, okay. It's got a lot of energy and it carries quickly. Yeah, it moves on. There's not someone standing in a spotlight for 30 seconds doing nothing. It's quick cuts. There's a lot of things going on. The rhymes are quick and fast. Mm -hmm. You know why you like the first song, Phil? I think think just the beat and it kind of... It's because it sounds like Prince did it. Don't you think? Guys. No, because I hate Prince. <laughs> Don't enrage me. My molten core will explode. <laughs> now give him several Brazil nuts. <laughs> I've already had two. Well, I'm, I'm at maximum level of all the things I can barely stand. <laughs> Songs, Prince, I've got to make sure nuts. I avoid all maths for the next 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> or else or else I don't even know what will happen something squared something <laughs> you do the math otherwise he'll, yeah, yeah. it could be the end for all of us <laughs> I think the testify song as well because it was a sort of talky singy song and it was mm. mostly driving the story of yeah the town of Springfield converting to Bart's faith healing thing yeah and I like his own justification of well, I thought I'd go for life of sin followed by deathbed repentance. And the guy's like, ooh, that's a good deal. Uh, but what if you die accidentally? Then you get full coverage if you're just good the whole time. Like, full coverage, eh? I do also like that it, during the Testify song, they cut to Springfield Church with just Lovejoy and Flanders. <laughs> Michael, Michael Cole. Is he just killing that guitar, Daddy? Yeah, son. Yes. <laughs> it was a good cutaway 
for something that was kind of like a Somberg joke and then back to the song again. Yeah. Well, it's also a throwback to Lovejoy being an obvious hobbyist musician that's yeah. not that good because there's another time where he tries to play Stairway to Heaven on guitar. Yeah, or he tries to play Baby Elephant Walker. Wait, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> nope, hang on. Ah, that was the entertainer. Right, I got my classics mixed up. Yeah, yeah. And now oh. this podcast has a copyright strike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, whoops. <laughs> yeah, and they were all in that very infectious gospel uh, mm. audience response sort of style. Yeah, yeah, I think I got swept up in the uh, infectious response style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially <laughs> when, when he goes... Have I not been misinformed? <laughs> and everyone's like, and, um, I, uh, I pulled out the full uh, quote because it's kind of amazing. Uh, the amount of like <laughs> double, 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 double <laughs> negatives. Yeah. Now correct me if I'm in incorrect, but I was told this it's untrue that people in Springfield have no faith. <laughs> was I not misinformed? <laughs> yeah. The answer I'm looking for is yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, that was so much fun. And yeah, that was one of the guest stars for this episode. Anyone pick up who was playing Brother Faith? Keith Richards. No. <laughs> James Brown. <laughs> no. Uh, Meryl Streep. You've had your turn. <laughs> you know, I always say That's one my... ridiculous one, then Meryl Streep. No. Who? Uh, what if I told you he was Marvel's War Machine? Meryl Streep. Uh, <laughs> is that Cheadle? Yeah, Don Cheadle. Hey. You know, Don Cheadle. Did you know Don Cheadle was in early Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Really? really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. the other day. Does he get thrown out of the house by Uncle Phil? <laughs> he does get thrown yeah. out of the house eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he almost gets married to Will's cousin. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, I thought Don Cheadle did a really, really good job as Brother yeah. Faith in this. Yeah. Very much embodied the character. Yeah, I think it's a really good take as well because, yeah, we're so used to the Church of Springfield and, mm. of course, people would be instantly into this as being a lot more exciting with yeah. music and dancing and Tybo. Tybo. <laughs> <laughs> Never give them an opening. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to say the moment from the story that stood out to me, oh, I'm going to say Anton Lachenko as the star quarterback. Uh, oh, wait, no, what is he? Is Kicker. It- He's a kicker. Yeah, he uses his feet or his kickers, Yeah, <laughs> as they also called. His kickers do work. Although they do this thing where like, they're showing him absolutely dominating in the game and like Springfield A&M don't have a chance, but then all of a sudden the score is really close. <laughs> yeah, because they have a whole half. He gets run over at halftime. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. There's, a lot of fo- there's a lot of football left. Oh, that's true. Yeah, plus, we just don't see it, unfortunately. He can only kick field goals. It's all the other football he can't. And yeah. they're not very good at, I suppose. So I learned from this that a field goal is worth three points. I well, do love well Marge. Marge. Yeah, which is 19, 20, 20. That would win the game. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa just has that expression of, we know yeah, like, yeah, Lisa has an eye roll. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and him actually kicking that final goal, and it's going to miss, and then he's fucking... T- <laughs> and the music comes back on yeah. <laughs> for the second as kick. His, <laughs> as his detached leg just swings and kicks it over. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was man. thinking, while that was happening, I reckon that would be a flag. You're not allowed to kick the ball twice. Yeah, I'd assume that you can't interfere with the ball once it's already. Yeah. So I think even if it was your original leg, I think it would still not work. <laughs> Despite may- the physics being all wrong. Maybe uh, Fat Tony <laughs> yeah. was threatening the ref with a laser pointer ice pick as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, I love the hot, hot dog. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like step, step, step. Yeah. I love the bit where the end he celebrates and he throws the ice pick up in the air and he goes, oh, oh, and runs off. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, when uh, Homer's like, he's threatening Homer with the ice pick, he's like, so your boy better do this or else. Or else what? Oh, yeah, the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got a laser it's guiding <laughs> sight on it. So much fun. Play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? A lot. The one I referred to earlier. <laughs> I reckon probably eight or ten. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, it's been around for a long time. Mm. It has. Since, since the aughts. 
It's yeah. been around since yeah, aught. Cool. Damn it, what oh. I should have said was 19, 20, 21. <laughs> yeah, nice. I actually haven't seen this one that much. Uh, <laughs> probably only 40 times, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I'm always surprised, always surprised. No, this actually was one that, for whatever reason, it just got me by, and it wasn't like until many years after it originally aired that I eventually caught it. And yeah, and yeah, it still sort of feels weird to me that it's as early as season 11. So let's talk about the wackiness, the cartoony moments. Was this a wacky episode? Oh, I mean, like Homer has a bucket on his head for a good long while. Yeah. 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 Ty's leg comes off him and kicks the winning field goal. <laughs> and later he'll have beer drunk out of it. And I'm assuming I can reattach it after that. <laughs> yeah. The uh, kids of Springfield managed to build an exterminator's tent into a church for Bart to practice his faith in. With full yeah. choreography in, and everything. Yeah. And lights. With lighting. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I could do that now. No. There was so much ad-lib rhyming in that, and it was like Milhouse going, my glasses make me look like a geek, and then like Bart and Cherry and Terry are able to rhyme with that very instantly. Mm-hmm. They've got well, their shit together. You have to be if you want to be a preacher. Yeah. you got to get those rhymes down. So listen to teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a clown. <laughs> uh, well, I'd rather that than be a frown. No. This is a very one-sided rap battle. (laughs) (laughs) I said, what's that rattle? Um, uh, Yeah, so some cartoony moments. Yeah, the bucket on his head. So the one question I had, yeah, fair enough, the heat made the metal expand, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't explain the glue. Maybe it's really bad glue when it melted. Yeah, yeah. There's also the uh, trauma comedy section of the hospital, or the traumedy, <laughs> where it's a cowboy full of bullet holes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Drinking milk to prove it. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. a lot of milk coming out of body parts in this. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck My milk money. And my milk. <laughs> my milk was <laughs> super gross. The other one was the guy who's got a bulldog apparently permanently attached to his bottom. And I love the guy who's standing with the swordfish through his back, just <laughs> reading a book. It just looks, oh, hello. Living a rich, full life. <laughs> and and I love that Hibbert goes, <laughs> these guys crack me up. <laughs> He's just I leaving. want to see the guys. What guys? Yeah, I want to see <laughs> the freaks. <laughs> Seems like you feel trapped and desperate. <laughs> yeah, and I also got a bucket on my head. <laughs> I do like the Darth Vader parody where he's like, he's more glue than man now. <laughs> uh, quick question, though. Is the Dean different? Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. Well, because remember, like, that old Dean who was, like, the bass player of the Pretenders in yeah. you know, Homer Goes to College, yeah, he got messed up after that episode. Yeah, he had a replacement hip, but, you know. He got run over by a car. Yeah, and now he's had a replacement Dean. Yeah, he oh. with a bra bomb. That was School of Hard Knockers. <laughs> that was the college life uh, movie was he was watching. Oh, <laughs> just study for college. I, didn't, yeah. I thought he was going to do that to his own Dean. No, just taking inspiration from him. He just hit him with a car. <laughs> He's just doing homework. <laughs> the other wacky moments, of course, was all the faith healing mm-hmm. and like Cletus' backwards elbow. and <laughs> My elbow is going the opposite direction. Krusty's <laughs> comedy case. <laughs> what were some of the other faith healing ones? I know there was a bunch of them. Got a pain in my glavin. <laughs> Grandpa's hip was misbehaving. Mm, got a nicotine craving. He literally just slapped each and every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> he slapped the cane out of Grandpa's hand. He slapped the smokes out of Patty's yeah. face or someone's face. Healing by slapping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slap the pain out of you. <laughs> Slap the pain away. That's a good motto. So, how about some of the heart moments of this episode? Was this a particularly emotional story? I think no, I not really. I th- oh, there was a little bit with, but reali- I'm realizing not the right word, but realizing he was a fraud when he couldn't or knew yeah. that he didn't have the powers to I fix the house. I do like that Bar isn't trying to fraud anyone in this. He thinks he has powers because he got the bucket off Homer's head. He actually tries because he's been convinced that getting full coverage for immediate death is a good idea. 
And when he finds out he doesn't, he stops. He's not trying to swindle anyone. Yeah. He's just genuinely trying to help. Yeah. And for a while, he was just, yeah, interestedly and excitedly into faith healing church. Yeah. Like, I think it was just a cool thing with skateboards and lasers and yeah. Kaibo. Yeah. Just, yeah, swept up in the whole momentum of it. And then mm. once the crashing realization of hospitalization, like problems that require oh. a hospital, the crashing <laughs> realization of sudden po- hospitalization. Yeah. You are. A you are. <laughs> You're so there. <laughs> All I need is lasers. Remember, I get to be a hype man. <laughs> yes, good. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm hyped. When Homer shows Lisa his ideas for the float, <laughs> like Superman versus, and, he's, and no, it was Mo doing the low high cartoon, and then so Lisa just nice. goes, "Look at Mo dance." That's nice. <laughs> that was. I don't often think that the comic timing of the actors in The Simpsons mm. is the joke, right? Because mm. it's often a more hit-you-over-the-head joke. But that was one of the few times that I went, that was brilliant. Yeah. Because it was just uh, so deadpan. The Nancy Cart, right? Yardley. Who's who's uh, Lisa? Lisa? Yeah. Yardley Smith. Yeah, Yeah. that was perfect. Yeah, it was good timing. That was spectacular. Still supportive. I like when the deer is implied, but not said. That's nice, deer. Yeah. That's that's nice. (laughs) Yeah, she's the total adult in this situation. (laughs) Isn't Godzilla bigger than Superman? It's It's not not to scale. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, it's not particularly going for the emotions, but yeah, I agree, there is an interesting conflict in Bart, and, and even you see the doubt at the end with, like, them begging him to fix Anton's knee, and he's just like, oh, come on, God, throw me a bone here. Yeah, I mean, he actually prays to God, so he's got a little bit of faith, but not, yeah. he knows that basically it's not true. So, yeah, it wasn't a huge heart moment, but mm. it could have been nothing, and it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. a point. It was something. So, ultimately, though, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yep, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. everyone's on point. Yeah. yeah, Nothing got stretched beyond a reasonable From position. the reasonable yeah. reaction of the characters, yeah. yeah. Everything felt natural. And I do love the throwbacks to how crappy the local sports scene is. Yeah. Like their local football team star is a kicker. In a sports <laughs> reference point. The star of your team shouldn't be a kicker. It means the rest of your team's crap. Oh, okay. Yeah, it should be a quarterback or a straight, a great athlete. Should not be the guy kicking the ball. <laughs> He's the loser of most teams. Where did Janikowski go to university? I wonder. <laughs> I don't know. Because Springfield, you. He, Ra- he was the Raiders star player for quite some time. Yeah, speaks more about the Raiders than about Seabass, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is why we have you on, because you know we've got a substantial American audience and a substantial amount of America yeah. into football. So. And I've already learned that bit with like a seven and five season doesn't pay for itself. I had no idea that was a joke. <laughs> 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 but it's just like yeah, seventy-five they have numbers <laughs> and seasons. Yeah, I wonder what number spring is. <laughs> yes or no? Would you watch this one? again yep yes yep yes yes i'd watch it again we're gonna put it in a playlist what playlist does this go in sports 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 sports, sports. yeah healing yeah <laughs> simpsons religion oh, yeah. songs feels yeah. like southern religions yeah <laughs> songs i like this see my vest just see my vest yeah maybe monorail Monorail just scrapes by, yeah. but mainly because of the mono dog. <laughs> yep. I don't know if there's any other college episodes besides this and the college episode, but yeah, college playlist. Little references to Matt Groening's previous work, because outside Springfield Church is today's sermon, Life in Hell. Oh, uh, I reference to that. Life in Hell. That's very good. Oh, and yeah, we mentioned it before. Yeah, Lovejoy oh. crappily playing music. And <laughs> what about Homer ruining 
Ned's house or yard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I uh, couldn't notice you picked all my flowers for your float. Can't make a float without flowers. <laughs> yeah, true, but did you have to salt the earth so nothing would grow again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> again, line delivery. That yeah. was just so... <laughs> it's like kind of the, oh yeah, I did do that, didn't I? Yeah. I had to. <laughs> so, BT, is there anything you'd like to change about this episode? Not really. It's not really really stands out as being a problem or any kind of lag here. Maybe the third act is maybe the weakest, but I think Fat Tony's ice pick really helps that. Yeah, added a bit of uh, last <laughs> minute just tension. Being a great prop joke. Yeah. How about you, Jimmy? Anything? I thought the fact that the kicker was Eastern European with a thick accent wasn't funny of itself and didn't do anything. That probably was unnecessary. I thought they could have yeah. done either something with it or just not done it at all because it never actually led to a joke. Mm. Was him being a communications major a joke? Maybe when he starts off and he starts trying to give that heartfelt speech about his families back in Estonia and yeah. the dean just shuts him up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, go Springfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Phil? Anything you'd like to change? Yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that was really out of place or slowed the whole thing down. So I can't. No, I think it's fine. Yeah. Maybe... Like- Three percent less song. <laughs> you yeah, you and your anti-song stance. That was a compromise. Bringing this episode, it's got football, but it also has song. Ooh, love and hate. I'm the sweet. I am the sweet and sour of myself now. <laughs> yeah, look. The only thing I'd change is I just I don't think Homer needed to be drunk at the end, and I think it led to a couple of uh, jerky ass things. I that... just know what everyone should do, don't you, March? <laughs> I yeah. like that. Yeah, that was kind of out of but out of nowhere, really. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that one. Yeah, he went from barbecuing to drunk and yelly very quickly. But then also, like, after he ran over Anton, he went back to, like, being essentially sober. So... Yeah, and same with uh, when Fat Tony was uh, threatening him. He yeah. was sober then. Well, yeah, I mean, that's sobering. <laughs> <laughs> I speak with laser pointers. Pretty yeah. serious deal. <laughs> Oh, the other guest star, of course, Fat Tony. Joe Mantegna returning again to play everyone's favourite mobster. Yeah. Mm. He's great as always. Mm. Yeah. 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 Solid. I didn't even think about it. Mm. Yeah. 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 It was good. Yeah. 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 We're all making small grunty ha- happy sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and musical moments. We mentioned the two gospel songs, but of course there was the tribute to halftime. I'm having the halftime <laughs> of my life. Oh, which... No. <laughs> no I, <hate> <laughs> I know you're anti There's set. the 3% you can remove. You know what? I just realized mm-hmm. maybe I like gospel music. <laughs> it's very catchy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wait, wait, what's your favorite Billy Joel song? Is it River of Dreams? In the middle no, of the night. That's no one's favorite Billy Joel. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with <laughs> it's him. It's Piano Man, and that's where that album ends. <laughs> <laughs> BT, do you have any on the notes? Indeed, I do. Big game fever is reaching fever pitch as a fevered rivalry between Springfield U and AM spreads like wild fever. Oh my god. Is this writing? <laughs> and I do love I'm guys. sorry, Uncle Kenny. I love my thesaurus. Blows more than that. <laughs> up next, Springfield's caught additional seating fever. Uh. <laughs> it just scrunches up the paper. Amazing. That was yeah. amazing. That was so good. For like such a simple joke. Yeah. It was yeah. it played out really well. And finally, I keep telling you I am not a healer. All right, more money for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah good. pretty good way to win the episode. Yep. How about you, Jimmy? Any other notes? Oh, I had a note about. The, I didn't get this reference. Leave a tie on the door if you've got a girl in the room, or a ski hat if you've got a picture of a girl. <laughs> <laughs> What's the ski hat? It's just the difference. It's a different code. Other people yeah. knowing. Oh, there's a girl in there too. I'll just need five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the ski hat's not a thing. I don't think. Okay. No, I've only heard. 
a thing on the doorknob. Sure. Yeah. But okay. I've heard like a hat, a tire sock. Yep. Yep. I don't know if there's different levels of clothing for different <laughs> levels of things. If anything, I would think the ski hat to be Walk the up, girls like in there. An ascot. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to figure out what that was first. <laughs> exactly. How about you, Phil? Any other notes? While they drive into Springfield University on the gate, it has a plaque that says, if you can read this, you're accepted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we cut in on a conversation between Homer and some blonde girl. And he goes, and that's why, because of me, there's now security phones. <laughs> he said it with confidence, at least. <laughs> he did. And the only other thing I've got is the wackiness when Homer gives Bart a drill to drill eye holes into the bucket. Oh. That was kind of... Yeah, and just, just squelching sound. <laughs> yeah. Once again, confirmation that Homer is a god. Yeah. All right, it's time for my final notes. I like the story thing when Homer's doing the prank where the security team are like watching him on the video. Hey, didn't that guy run over the old Dean? <laughs> yeah, he did. All right, let's see who's having sex in the library. <laughs> no, the camera scrambled. Yeah, I like it scrambled like the old porn channels on cable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just such a great misdirect that, yeah, you think I got to do something. But yeah, I see the light and it burns. I thought God would want to limit my power. (laughs) We get a bit more backstory on Sea Captain that he's dealing with crippling depression. That's sad. I thought he had it all. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of makes sense that Bart would look up to the Sea Captain. He's got his own boat, a cool beard. Yep. And restaurant. He had both his legs. Does he always have both legs? Or sometimes he have one wooden one? Sometimes he, he has no legs. Sometimes, sometimes he, he has, has no eyes. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah, he's got ah, two glass eyes. Tink, tink. Wait, do that again. <laughs> ah, two glass eyes. Oh, the folly department's really earning yep. a paycheck today. <laughs> and my final note is when Dr. Hibbert's looking at Anton and he pokes his leg, does this hurt? Ah! Simple yes or no would be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amazing Hibbert in uh, the last couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. It is time to rank this thing. Jimmy, kick it off. Oh, I've made a pun. Huh? Make sure your leg stays on. Yeah. Hey. <clears throat> What's the highest? Highest is QZ. What's below that? Gold. Gold. It's a gold episode. All right. Uh, care to elaborate? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Cool. No, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> it had enough throwbacks to episodes that were classics and loved. Nothing about the episode was bad. Uh, there was no subplots I didn't like. There was no jokes that didn't hit. It was just great all round. And as I said, I watched it recently. Didn't like it that much. Watched it again and really, really enjoyed it tonight. Mm. So yeah, gold episode. Yeah, I actually do think there's something about like being in a room of people that gives the episodes a better chance. Yeah. And like certainly this one, which I'm also giving a gold because, yeah, I think just echoing your points, man, there's a lot of nice throwbacks to past Simpsons and not in a way that makes it feel like, ah, nostalgia, hey, hey. Yeah. You know, it's all part of the story. You know, Homer's nostalgia for his college is an important story beat in this. And mm. while it does do the teens thing of moving through a bunch of plots like really quickly, everything ties together and it's all satisfying. So I'm happy with this one. I don't think it's essential, but it's definitely excellent. Mm. BT. I'm going to settle on a silver, I think. Again, nothing wrong with it. It's all a very good episode. It's just not quite up into that gold range for me. But uh, yeah. Good time. I'd watch it again. Um, yeah. just, just not quite that goldness. How about you, Phil? What do you reckon? For a show <laughs> with two songs in it, <laughs> I'm going to give it a gold. Yeah, I nice think it's, one. Yeah, I yeah. think it's funny. There's plenty of plenty of jokes, like both physical mm. sign gags, actual talking jokes. It kicks along. It all makes sense. There's no part that's boring or slow. There's nothing you have to just get through this bit to get to the funny bits. Yeah, The story's both intertwined. You don't stay with one story too long, unlike the last episode where it was 80-20 split on the A story, mm-hmm. B story. It was pretty much 
50-50. Like, mm. and even though you couldn't predict where one story was going to lead into the other one, they both meshed seamlessly. Mm. And yeah. so, yeah, a really good example of a good Simpsons episode. Mm. And I, I really like episodes where I don't lose respect or esteem for any of the characters. Yeah. yeah. It frustrates me when they do something out of character that makes me respect them a little bit less. And I know mm. that I'll forget about it for the next episode. But in that 22 minutes... Yeah, it, it makes like, a big ah. difference. Yeah, like I said, I think this is really good that Bart isn't trying to exploit yeah. anyone's faith or anything. He's just genuinely moved. Yeah. yeah. He's just excited yeah. by it. That's yeah, what means. Yeah. He's, he's along yeah. for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. And Homer doesn't set out to do anything but show his pride for amazing... <laughs> sure, he ruins <laughs> everything. Yeah. No one, it was dumb, but it wasn't malicious. So yeah. everyone was like on the right track. Yeah. Although I will say there is like a tiny little disconnect where Homer's like annoyed at the dean for the fundraising thing and then like tell us to pull the prank on him and then in the next scene we see him doing stuff for the university again mm. but i mean ultimately i didn't care i was having a good time yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like that's kind of more a thing that he'd be honored to make a float yeah and would forget about past transgressions all right so averaging out this will be a dull gold this will be joining other such episodes as worst episode ever which we reviewed last week on the podcast yes Last week. <laughs> Not earlier today at all. <laughs> That's when comic book guy dates Skinner's mother. Have you guys seen that one? No. See, when you hear the descriptions in one sentence, every episode sounds amazing. But then I sometimes you're like, I might have. that is the B plot. It's where also uh, Barton Millhouse take over the comic book store. Yeah, I've watched that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, a good one. That. Mm, it's a good one. It'll also be joining Homer to the max when he becomes max power. <laughs> I got it from a hairdryer. Yep. <laughs> also be joining Lisa's rival with Allison, a competing saxophone. I and... bent my Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some classic Ralph in these ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much choice where they go to Duff Gardens, Life on the Fast Lane, which we did with you, Phil, with Juck. Oh, yes. That's oh, a really other, good one. The opposite to the Mindy one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and also No Disgrace Like Home from season one where... Homer is embarrassed by his family. For yeah, and they all get electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, even the baby. Mm, oh, they go to Dr. Hibbert's. Yeah. Is that like season... Uh, Dr. Marvin Munro. Munro. Yeah. Oh, before he was dead? Mm. Yeah. Or was he? I don't oh, know. Ooh, yeah. ooh, was he? <laughs> all right, so it's time to move on to our classic episode. And yeah, I think um, should come up with a better segue for this one. Uh, we're watching the Rancho Relaxo one. We'll be back. Uh, <laughs> Relaxo. And we are back, and we just watched our classic episode for the evening, and my goodness, what a classic it was. Mm. This was Season 3, Episode 15, Homer Alone. First released in February of 92, it was directed by Mark Kirtland, written by David M. Stern, and before I get into in this episode, so, it's called Homer Alone, written by David M. Stern, brother of Daniel Stern, uh. who starred in Home Alone. Oh my god. The pieces fit. In this episode, you all know this one. It's Marge it goes a little nuts from the family constantly pressuring her. So she takes a trip to Rancho, Rancho Relaxo. And Bart and Lisa stay with Patty and Selma. And Homer stays with Maggie. And Maggie runs away. What did we think, y'all? Fantastic. Oh, so much heart in this one. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to say, this is one that's a little lighter on the jokes, but it's just, it gets such heart from such simple things. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's chock full of bumps, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just simultaneously showing the pressure that Marge is under and then, yeah, in the second half of the episode, what the family would happen without her, you know? Yeah, and I do like the way that they introduced Marge's overworked and underappreciated so cleanly and easily that it wasn't 
smacking you over the head. It didn't take a lot of time, mm. but it was done organically in the like the whole household. Like they started with the yeah, the wily e. coyote, the wily e. coyote roadrunner thing, <laughs> and they're going, "Oh, this is funny!" And they smashed the lamp, and Marge is like, "You guys are going to clean that up," and then she immediately like, "No, it's, goes, like, it's on like, her now." No, who am I kidding? Sweeps it up, and then there's like the sandwich thing, and then Homer's bowling ball, and going to dropping the kids at school. Like, it was really quick, really efficient use of time and like of the episode. But it, yeah, you got the sense that no one was maliciously taking advantage of her. but yeah. she no. was just holding up the family because that was her job or that's what she yeah, did. It's, it's what the glue does. You don't think about it. You don't look at it. You also don't berate it. It just holds together and then yeah, sometimes it just breaks. keeps the bucket on your head. Oh, I was going to say that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it transitions. She's just making sandwiches, putting all the effort in to get everyone's thing right and then everyone, hey mom, do you have a sandwich? All right, let's get into the questionnaire. Jimmy, we'll start with you this time. For better or worse, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you? I think the bit where Maggie goes searching for Marge and yeah. keeps seeing the blue hair mm-hmm. in different formats. And revisits and all the place you went yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And I, it was one of those things where watching it, I think for a couple of minutes there, I didn't really laugh, but I was thinking, this is great TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is excellent storytelling and it's doing a lot for me. But it's not like in the more modern seasons where they're sort of just trying to jam-pack jokes. Every four seconds has to be a new joke. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that could have been a ground for that, you know, doing the whole baby's day out thing, you know. Mm. I feel like, yeah, if it was a modern Simpson, she'd then walk onto a construction site and do the whole, you know. She'd become the foreman and be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Maggie's the foreman somehow. How funny. <laughs> yeah. But I agree that, like, when she first escapes out of the house and comes out of the dog flap and sees a mud-shaped hair bush on the other side, when she runs to that, you, you yeah. get how excited she is to see her mum and how mm. much, like, that really conveys that emotion mm. in there's some excellent music stings there as yeah, well yeah mm. really understand through no words and no dialogue just watching a small baby cartoon run towards a bush that thinks it's a mum like you get it instantly and it mm. hits you right in the heart it's mm. amazing and they did so many clever ways of doing that yeah Beach like you said uh, uh, revisiting the mall and the places that they went and mm. the hairdresser and and Nick's and Nick's <laughs> and um, the Guy dressed up as a Buckingham Palace guard. <laughs> Hello, Post governor. Lose job while you wait. <laughs> Slightly uh, shoehorned in there, but I think it was, I think it was worthwhile for Buckingham Palace garage. Yeah. Did I hear it right as well? He goes lube job while you white. <laughs> oh yeah, because he's got white. the accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Don't touch me. <laughs> How about you, BT? What's a moment from this episode stands out to you for better or worse? I feel it has to be Rancho Relaxo. Springfield's only two-star health spa. <laughs> Play tennis, relax by the pool, or just stare at the walls. <laughs> and the dude in the spa who's still in the full light regalia. Conquistador, yeah. Conquistador. <laughs> he rides his horse to the pool and dives in with his spear in hand. Yeah. <laughs> just, they discovered this nestled in the hills. They called it Rancho Lolaxo, and so do we. <laughs> just every, and just when, he's, when she's there, it's surprisingly funny. You get some great Troy McClure moments. Yes, the oh. only guest star of this episode, Phil Hartman as Troy McClure. Yeah, everything about it is just funny, and I think we all sympathize with Marge a lot, and the stress she's under is well displayed in this episode and in previous episodes, and it's just such a great contrast to the chaos that's going on without her. Yeah. One thing that really stood out to me about Rancho Relaxo, as well, I'm going to say this is what stands out to me, for better or worse, that it's almost like she was still under pressure to do everything that they had to offer, mm, and it yeah. wasn't until like she almost got permission from Troy Chloe, you gotta have it your way, baby. Yep. <laughs> I think that was the point. It's like she's done all the activities, so she's Tick the box of literally, I have relaxed. Yeah, these are things yeah. I've done to relax. But it's like, oh, what I want to do is actually watch Thelma yeah. and Louise eat it, ice cream. And it was have a, a shopping list from the day before, but just taken into the ranch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is like a really nice 
parallel that she has to learn to relax as well mm. and gets better from it. Yeah. And, oh my God, this is how she indulges. Yeah, Thelma Louise in a bathtub with a hot fudge sundae with whipped cream, chocolate chip cheesecake, and a bottle of tequila. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. I feel like the <laughs> cheesecake is not going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's doubling down on the dessert. And, mm-hmm. um, dessert and alcohol doesn't generally mix, but... Uh, <laughs> hey, go, you Have it you your go. way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Phil? What's a moment from this episode stands out to you, for better or worse? I did laugh a lot when Troy McClure got out of the mud bathtub and it's just a gratuitous ass shot of Troy McClure. <laughs> I was like, oh, I haven't noticed that before. Yeah. Uh, and here's the classic Troy McClure. Uh, you might remember me from Today We Kill or Tomorrow, Tomorrow We Die. die. And Gladys, the groovy mill. <laughs> <laughs> he has had the most illustrious career. Really has. I think my biggest moment was what James pointed out was with Maggie identifying things that might be Marge and weren't. Things that make me laugh, though, was I love when Homer's entertaining Maggie with the puppets. <laughs> the dog just attacks him. Makes me laugh every time. Yeah, yeah. you have a weird mix of Homer being um, trying as his Homer best, but also failing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and you don't ever begrudge Homer who's... Like, when he's trying his best, but just doing it in the most homery way, mm. yeah. like you don't ever begrudge him for it, because he's trying to do the right thing. He just doesn't yeah, have the skills. Yeah, he has that great speech where she's like, I think I need a vacation. He's like, well, you know, that doesn't really sound like that good. We've got those three monsters in the back. Are we there yet? And quite frankly, I'm no picnic. Marge, can I have another sandwich? Marge, can I have another sandwich? Doing an impression of himself. <laughs> There's a lot of Homer talks about sandwiches in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I also love when... Sandwich index. When Wigan brings back Maggie... And he's like, you're in big trouble, mister. That's three felony counts of negligence. He's like, thank you. And kisses him on the mouth. And like, Wiggum gets all bashful. He's like, oh, just, all right, you big lug. Just don't do don't it again. Do it. Does the little like soft fist to the chin thing. <laughs> like, ah, you ah. big lug. <laughs> and yeah, just because we uh, haven't mentioned it yet, we'll get a little plot of Bart and Lisa staying with Patty and Selma. Mm. <laughs> oh, that sounds, I think everyone's had a night at a relative's house. That's yeah. yeah. Not quite that bad. Mm. But here's the thing that I didn't know. The first time I saw this, I didn't know what this was. And I still don't. What the fuck is a blackhead gun? Mm. I actually uh, have never thought about it. I thought it would like be something that like, Sucks the blackheads out, I guess. I don't know. It sounds. I mean, I know that's supposed to sound gross, yep. but I don't know what it is. Yeah, and he was shooting thing. at it like it was a gun. Like it was shooting me out. Yeah. But I was clicking. He's so clicking, but God knows what for. So Rips from, the blackheads from your face. Yeah, it's like a suction thing. Yeah. So, like, you can see it comes to a fine point. And, but these ones are like kind of like air pressure bulbs. When you're Patty and Selma, you need heavy artillery. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It really was horrible. <laughs> they got the semi automatic model. It's <laughs> like the shotgun of blackhead guns. Yep. <laughs> Um, and everything like is just so unappealing about being their tongue sandwiches. Yeah, mm. and clamato juice. Uh, clamato oh, clamato was pip and soy to drink. <laughs> it was like, oh. Oh. remember when our grandmother in the states would always have buttermilk to drink, and so you'd just get like glass of milk, be sure, and you'd be like, ah, oh, buttermilk. Oh, oh butter- I've never had buttermilk. It's it sounds thick. Mm. Yeah, it's got it's like, sweet. No, it's quite soury, and oh. it's got like floaty chunks of oh. not not quite oh, cottage that's cheese. What that was yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. You just brought up some repressed yes. mouth. or why it exists, but oh, I think it's a thing. cooking thing. Then yeah, I don't know. If that's it was grandma, it was cooking thing. Probably she did a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, some rel- relatives just have weird taste, and like yeah. Patty and Selma as well in TV, like they're so excited for divorce court <laughs> and MacGyver. Like they're, they're that excited that they have to be in the next room to watch it in fifteen minutes, but they <laughs> yeah. they run there yeah with their tongue sandwiches tongue sandwiches so yeah. yeah trivia about this episode this is the first mention of patty and selma's love for macgyver really oh, yeah really okay 
Yeah, it all started here. Richard this, Dean Anderson will be in my dreams tonight. This is a throwaway joke. And, all right. So play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've watched this episode? I reckon upwards of probably 20. Yeah? Yeah, about the same. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I remember this so well. This was a favourite one for the family as mm-hmm. well. There's so many quotable moments in this. Like, And for some reason, just saying, oh, Gregory, where have you been all my life? Was a, <laughs> was like a meme in our family. I don't know why. Interesting. Just during uh, massage hour for the family. Yeah. yeah. Along with it, <laughs> times like this, I'm glad I flunked out of that Mexican med school. Yeah. <laughs> all right. This is an interesting double connection with Margin mm-hmm. Chains. Yeah. So I want to put this in a playlist of Arnie Pie dropping things. Yep. This one. <laughs> and look out. I my just bagel. dropped my bagel. <laughs> and, and look out on 4th and 9 because I'm going to be sick. And also it joins up with Margin Chains because it's Otto Sunbathing playlist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Fascinating. Yeah. And of course, Marge being in chains. Yeah, I quite love when in the helicopter and he goes, "This isn't your boring <laughs> average traffic report." And he's like, "Hey,", hey. And he's like, "You know it's true." Face the facts, <laughs> aren't <laughs> Although I do like the uh, kind of flip on this one compared to Margin Chains, where Quimby and Wiggum, instead of in Margin Chains, where they're sitting there like, "Well, don't tell anyone," but Marge Simpson was arrested for shoplifting. Yeah, here she's just, "We can't put away. That's going to ruin the chick vote." Yeah, are <laughs> oh, you talk the talk, Quimby? But do you walk the walk? Yeah. You're writing checks, your butt can't cash. I loved this old trope yeah. of Wiggum and Quimby fighting. I just don't know why they dropped it. Know, it's, it's so, so much fun. So entertaining. And yeah, I love Wiggum in this episode. Yeah. Too. yeah, he had a lot of good lines. Well, he seemed almost like a real police chief. Yeah, yeah. Like, even yeah. like Joe, a real person. Yeah. She's maybe. parked on the bridge, huh? You tried flashing lights at her? Yep. I'm, I'm fresh out of ideas. <laughs> 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 so let's talk about some of the wackiness in this episode. Was there cartoony moments? Well, the Roadrunner reference. <laughs> yeah, very cartoony. <laughs> With the freeze frame and the Latin uh, Bratus don't have a cowus. Yeah. <laughs> I quite liked the animation where Marge loses it. Yeah, it's yeah, slashed uh, with milk. Her eyes kind of dilate, and she looks like she's having a little trip out. Yeah, it's, Very it's good. heavy. Yeah, yeah. It has that scream pulls up and then just calmly puts the column shift into park. <laughs> yeah. Just turns the keys. And off. then moments later, she snarls like a lion. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it was that. Those two little bits of animation there, when mm. animation and sound. Perfect. It just gets the spittle all over the uh, window yeah. as well. It's like, just yeah, backs away pissed. slow. <laughs> Big burly driver. No. Yeah, and even before that, the prank calls in Springfield are pretty brutal. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I really thought that was a... So that sort of crank call thing mm. really got out of hand in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think this was, uh, you know, having a go at it getting out of control. Where mm. It stopped being funny. And it was just really just being malicious and trying yeah. to harm yeah, people. Yeah, it wasn't a joke. A it's, by the way, your wife is dead. Yeah. And it's like, there's no punchline yeah. <laughs> didn't even build to it yeah i mean it's something i've been thinking a lot about lately with like the youtube generation and like all those prank channels and yeah they're fucking terrible <laughs> yeah i think because like cameras are so prevalent now it is so easy to do these pranks so like a lot of these pranks are ill thought out and mm-hmm. they can just be like malicious and cruel like if you ever seen the horrible ones where they do the fake drive-bys or the uh, i've seen that jeez a guy got shot in america what? I gotta narrow that down. Yeah. No, it was um <laughs> for YouTube and it was I think he and a mate were faking faking a drive by robberies or, or, or a drive by oh, something. And yeah. the guy they did it to actually had a gun, pulled it out and shot one of them. Jesus. I mean, you've got to assume that. Yeah. yeah. Also yeah. it's kinda of like, how do you fake a robbery if the person who's you're robbing doesn't, doesn't know, know that you're faking the robbery? Yeah. Because that just becomes a robbery, yeah. Or even just a small scale one where they do a really convincing murder scene and wait for their spouse to get home. It's like it just makes you a jackass. Yeah, you've traumatized yeah. someone for nothing. Yeah, well done, dickwad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best case scenario, you're heading for a divorce. Yep. Yeah. Worst case, they walk home like, 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I didn't even. <laughs> oh, this saves me so much time. <laughs> <laughs> so have to dig the hole. <laughs> Johnny, the, the deal's off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jim, we can hook up now. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Jim? Oh. Um, who I, uh, gotcha. Or the other one I hate is the people do the compilations of them like jumping out from behind a wall and going, bah, and yeah, scaring their spouse or whatever. Yeah, you just, you're, you're not even trying. Man. You're rooting for the divorce at that stage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love there's a good one where a guy like is in a auto bin or something and he's got like some kind of green goblin mask on and the guy walks past and he just jumps out and he's like, bah, and this guy's like, fuck, and just quacks him right in the face. Because <laughs> sometimes it's the fight response. <laughs> yeah, it's not always the. Peyton Callaway screaming and, and trying to run away response. <laughs> <laughs> so any other cartoony moments from this episode stand out to you? I don't know if it counts as cartoony, but that classic floating faces bit of, yeah, you know, something on a being on a character's mind and just floating around, including the jackhammers from earlier. Yeah, it was well set up and, yeah, just reminding you of the episode and it's just reaching a crescendo, yeah. Yeah, I do like that she's uber stressed and she turns on the radio to listen to music and it's literally the sound of jackhammers. So, oh, these terrible jackhammers give me such a headache. (laughs) (laughs) There was a really good animation bit where Maggie's going to get carried to the car for Patty and Selma. Patty and Selma and grabs onto the side of the door <laughs> and holds on for dear life. And, and is stronger than Homer. Yeah, and just cuts to Bart and Lisa. And Lisa goes, wish I'd thought of that. Maggie's got some strength in this episode. Oh, she yeah. holds onto that pacifier as well. Marge yeah. is trying to take it from her. Yeah. True. Well, as we know from uh, hanging around with our nephews, they are shockingly strong sometimes. <laughs> yeah, they don't, like, they don't know where the limits to do are. This. <laughs> Any bruises to... No, um... no, nothing like that. Just little things like you try to take something from them and it's really hard yeah. it's like, no this is dangerous why, why do you have an iron grip I feel like a matchbox car is the perfect size for their hand yeah. and so it's less effort for them to just grip it with death grip yeah. but even stuff like I think Huss had like a dumbbell and Adam lifted it it's like yeah no, you I, should not be able to do that yeah, I had weight plates in my house and he just he weighs 20 kilos and he just picked up the 10 kilo one and started stacking them and I was there just quietly terrified <laughs> I felt like Clark Kent's father when he trying to change the tyre and suddenly the car's being held up by his toddler <laughs> like what the fuck like, this this the what this is not right <laughs> there was a lot of wacky moments in the search for Maggie Homer's yep. looking in the vacuum cleaner down the chimney Barney pulls out a pipe under the stairs and just <laughs> empties the water into the house yeah spray in the door <laughs> which yeah. I've never noticed before <laughs> sooner I get her out sooner we can have omelettes uh, you want a bad night try sleeping on one of these oh that is such a good misdirect because especially we had Homer like lying literally on Maggie before yeah. <laughs> and I did like when before Marge has a freak out she's in the shopping centre like efficiently putting stuff in the cart and going up and down the aisles and then she stops to go across the aisle and Maggie just throws out like three things including a bottle of Clamato juice or something <laughs> smashes, smashes on the ground. I think it was like crusty brand imitation orange drink like one of those. Like, yeah, and then one of the things she gets is crusty brand duck duck a la orange duck, pizza. Duck a la orange pizza. I'm like, that's very high class. Yeah. It's a weird mash of high and low class. Probably made out of documentarian's feet. Huh? Uh, yeah, wow. Well, that's throwback. a weird throwback. <laughs> yeah, so when Patty and Selma are trying to take Maggie, and I was like, well, maybe Maggie should stay with home. He's like, ah, you know, he'll trade her for a beer and a nudie, man. For your information, she just slides yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> See, got her on the first bounce. <laughs> oh, that was one of the memes in our family. Yeah. See, got her on the first bounce. <laughs> Such a great line delivery. So, this is a big question. Can you tell me about the heart of this episode? Can I ever? <laughs> I mean, just starting off with, you know, Homer trying to coax her out of the mm. car. And I think it's a good example of trying but not really knowing what's going to work so it's like what do i say you could try saying yes it's me 
Yes, it's me. <laughs> Tell your lover. <laughs> but then even then, he's got a moment of, I don't know what's going on, but obviously something's bothering you, so whatever it takes to make it better, I'm going to do that. And that's really, you know, sweet. Again, he's trying. Yeah. And then I think there's a great parallel when they're then watching the news in bed and he's like, well, good night. <laughs> For him, it's over and he doesn't yeah. get it. All's well that ends well. Like. Yeah, exactly. Also, I love that all, all the people on the bridge who are watching, for some reason, Nelson's there. And so when he goes, we later on, we can snuggle, everyone laughs. <laughs> and then Nelson's just there to go, ha ha, at the yeah. end of it. Because <laughs> everyone else is an adult. It's the middle of the day, mm-hmm. yeah. in the middle of a driving bridge. Yeah, yeah. He, he wags ghoul. i, I got to go see this. <laughs> he, he knows. He's got a bit of a shenanigan. <laughs> we have seen that in Nelson before. Uh, yeah, there's a great bit where when Marge is first leaving and Homer's running alongside the train and you know yeah. asking last minute questions and then the train speeds away and he and Maggie just share this moment of oh. mm, just, just kind of looking down dejected and it's, it's, it's it, it looks like a literal deflation there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. how do I use the pressure cooker don't, don't! <laughs> yeah this is one of those episodes where the heart is probably more significant than uh, the, the laugh absolutely yeah going back to episodes like this reminds me of what the later episodes and seasons lack yeah which is a coherent narrative like one story it's okay to just tell mm. one story. And there really was just one story here. Yeah. yeah, a bit of a splinter between Marge and the family. But yeah, it was still one story. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it, it is like still feeding off like the one tree that's just mm. sort of branching off and then how it comes back together at the end. You know, she's looking mm. at the picture of her family and <laughs> drops the picture and they're just all disheveled. Never leave again. Never <laughs> leave again. Yeah. And I think it shows that because it was still a youngish but popular show, they weren't afraid to do an episode that was just a story. Like it wasn't necessarily mm. a comedy it was like, this is just a story of the family in a situation. Yeah, the family struggling with the pressures placed on one of them. Yeah, there yeah. were some funny things, but they didn't always feel like it had to be the funniest show on TV and then you had yep. to throw jokes in there. Like There were some jokes, but they were mm. entertaining and made you feel what was going on. And they weren't afraid to go, mm. let's have 10 minutes where there's no laughs. Yeah. Yeah. Or where the laugh is, I can't even put a bag over my head. Yes, you can. That was funny, but it wasn't like stop the whole show for it. Yeah, it was exactly. just a well, quick Yeah, it's a quick line I really like, which is when he shows up at Patty Selma's to see if Maggie's dropped by for some reason. <laughs> and just, Patty or Selma, whichever one, is like, okay, just a second. Don't steal any light bulbs. He's just, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I hadn't thought of it until now. <laughs> it was like one of those moments like, what if I robbed the quickie mark? You know? <laughs> <laughs> what if I stole the light bulbs? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. But I liked when he's calling up to report his baby missing for the baby missing hotline, yeah. their whole music is baby come back. Yeah. yeah. And he just sits there like just drumming his fingers and there's a slow zoom. Yeah. And you kind of like, you just listen to the music. And you're like, yeah. Again, it's that moment just giving the episode a second to breathe. Yeah, it was really cool. And yeah, another playlist theme appropriate hold music we saw yeah. in yeah. that Treehouse of Horror we did with the mm-hmm. possessed Krusty mm-hmm. doll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone loves a clown, clown, so why don't you? <laughs> or the insane asylum they have crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that Baby Come Back was by a band called Player, mm-hmm. and fucking Ocean Shitty Alley's cover of it got inexplicably high in this year's Hottest 100. Democracy doesn't work. Who's Ocean Shitty Alley? Oh, they, they Alley. won the Hottest 100. They're actually one of the very rare bands that bookended. They got number 100 and also number one. Mm. Are they called Ocean Shitty Alley? No, they're called Ocean Alley. Oh, okay. Mm. I just couldn't think of a good enough <laughs> insult that played on with their name, so I just swore. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but Baby Come Back is a cracking song. Yeah. So there's probably more to say about the heart, but ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yes, it did. Yeah, I'd say this is one of the episodes that defines what The Simpsons feels like. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We have a bit of like Homer, he's not being jerk ass, he's just being no. absent. Like Yeah, he just he's just again out of his depth. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Maggie, time for your nine o'clock feeding. 1145. Yeah. <laughs> like, she won't know. She doesn't so watch. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, like, he doesn't need to say that because you understand. It's like, babies can't tell time. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> but she also can't speak English. So. And she's probably hungry as fuck. She's yeah. a baby yeah. and needs to eat. Yeah. It's been yeah. three like, hours. I'm going to go further than to say he's absent or not malicious. Like, he's pretty neglectful of his daughter. Yeah. Like, he's just openly neglectful of yeah. baby in his care. Pretty selfish of sleeping yeah. in rather than feeding him. Yeah, and, like, parties with Barney. Yeah. And then lets Barney pass out drunk. Obviously, he's been drinking too. Yeah, always go to sleep and good night. <laughs> May your Christmas dreams <laughs> It was pretty bad. Like, it, it didn't it oh, come that, across Sorry, well. that was another meme in our family. Good night, my little pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, with the integrity, yeah, it's early days. We're talking about what the show will become. And mm-hmm. yeah, we're talking about even characters like that we like what they were doing with them in this episode. Like, mm-hmm. Wiggum especially is sticking out to me as like, yeah, he's dumb, but he's not... He's not useless. He's not a yeah. moron. He's just, again, he doesn't... How do you get someone off a bridge who's parked there? <laughs> yeah, it, no one's malicious. Everyone's yeah. just slightly incompetent. And yeah, yeah. That's or grossly weird. incompetent, I suppose. Like the guy winching Ken Brockman down from the <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although that does bring me to a Jordan's Hill Corner. Welcome to Jordan's Hill Corner. The angle of Kent Brockman's descent is like right next to Marge's window, but then he goes down the side of the bridge, but Marge is like straight across the bridge. Oh. Mm. So that would be I don't be think you're accounting for perspective. I and am. zoom lenses of the camera that isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're accounting for how loudly I yelled Jordan's anal corner. I was here. I heard it. And yeah. I've got headphones on. <laughs> I was just confused. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a weird moment so, where people just yell things weirdly. Especially Jordan's anal corner. Like, oh, have we not been to Jordan's anal corner with you? Because no, I think we went there last yeah. time, but. I still didn't expect it. No. It's also, <laughs> yeah. No one suspects <laughs> Jordan's anal corner. I think that's no one inspects. <laughs> oh. I said no one does. Ooh. It's fine. Yeah. Maybe it's hurtful to him. I don't know. <laughs> oh, we love you, George. But yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Yeah, definitely. Yep, 100%. Absolutely. Mm. For real, we're going to put it in a playlist. What playlist is going? We've talked about a bunch of them already, but got any others? Mm. Troy McClure oh. good Troy McClure yeah, episode yeah. Uh, poor Phil Hartman yeah mm. yeah. RIP yeah. man yeah the floating heads thing so put this yeah. with hello Joe and iron helps us play yeah <laughs> sometimes I'm very ill-equipped to be on this podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh and yeah Wiggum and Quimby Tiffs yeah great just so good so actually yeah there was a playlist going with the three episodes that I picked tonight and let's see if you can pick it so that one was called Homer Alone. Yeah. And before we watched Faith Off, and at the start we watched The Spy Who Learned Me. They're oh, all movie puns. It's a very easy playlist to put together. Half well. the Simpsons titles are pl- <laughs> fucking <Yeah>. puns. <laughs> all right. So, BT, is there anything you'd like to change? Ooh. I'd like to say more jokes, but I don't want to undercut the real kind of heart momentum that's going on in this one. Yeah. So... I think the jokes that are there are the really good kind of in-passing ones that you get the laugh out of, but you don't stop for it. It keeps moving and it keeps rolling along. So, not really. Yep. Uh, Jimmy? No. I've seen this episode many times, and mm. I can kind of probably do the script from memory. So, it doesn't feel stale, but mm. it certainly feels very worn for me. Like, I've seen it that many times. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I'm not sure if I'm being fair about it, but watching it There's is... There's always that problem. It is very warm. It's mm. a nice, fuzzy episode. I wouldn't Absolutely. change it. Yeah. yeah. And Phil? Yeah, I agree. There's not really much room to change anything because yeah. it's one story. There's, I think, there's enough of Marge like breaking down. There's certainly enough of Marge at Rancho Relaxo. Yeah, and while there's not wall to wall jokes, there's no dead air or anything. No, it's like you, mm. you're ticking along the whole time. Like I'd say the quietest part is Maggie 
looking for Marge. And mm. that doesn't need to be chock full of jokes no. any more than it is. The only things I really don't like is when Maggie crawls through the kitchen to escape and the kitchen is such a filthy mess already over mm. like a day or whatever. But that's more just illustrating the point. Mm. Yeah. And then I never really got on board with the pulling the pipe out when he thinks it's Maggie. Yeah. It seems a little terror arm off. Yeah, mm. like that's always just been maybe too extreme to that end. Like I did laugh when it turned the water into the house. Mm-hmm. So I And Homer should not have allowed that to finish. <laughs> no, if no, he no. assumed that Barney might have had her arm, do <laughs> yeah. not let her be pulled no, that way. Especially for just for the name of omelettes. Yeah. Like I can't but imagine. Also be fair, himself tried to pry Maggie free of a door frame and had his foot up against True. the door frame and couldn't get it abudged. So. She's and to be fair, child. he makes his omelettes with two kinds of cheese. Oh, no. Well, I see that's the other thing I was thinking of, and I only thought about this time, is yeah. you only make it with two types of cheese if Homer has two types of cheese in the house. Yeah. Uh. Otherwise you're making it with the cheese that Homer has at home. Because <laughs> he doesn't seem like he's going to the store to get more cheese type omelet. Or bringing cheese with him. Just yeah. in case, and I don't think it's he'd, I don't think yeah. he'd want to have that cheese anyhow. But yeah, that's I mean that's super nitpicky, and that's just because like James said, I've seen it a mm. hundred times, and I know it back to front. But other yeah. than that, yeah, there's no clear thing that needs changing or rectifying mm. in this. Yeah. it's like way. what about this warm comfort food? Do you want to change? It's like, too tightly scripted to change yeah. without yeah, yeah without out. altering the overall mood. I agree. Mm. Yeah, and there was actually a massive change made to this episode where. In the original, like, this made it all the way to the table read that Marge didn't go to Rancho Relaxo. She actually went to, like, an institute. Like a, oh, a, really? Yeah. Ugh. It just, it didn't play in the table read. So, yeah, they went through massive rewrites for this one and, yeah, put it later in the season and, like... Yeah, because yeah. that would feel so terrible. Yeah. Like, her scene's a, a nice little break from all the stress that everyone else is going through. Yeah. And you just feel so horrible. She's, she's just broken because of stress and now they're just institutionalizing him <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> that is rough i know and yeah, why this woman has hysteria best lock her up yeah. <laughs> no i mean it makes me like wish they'd do that more in the later eras but yeah. yeah okay james any other notes oh i finished with sort of a general observation that this was back when it felt like the musical score to an episode was like really carefully done by mm, someone who yeah. cared a great deal about the score matching the show. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, there's yeah. so many great musical things that just drive that emotion home yeah. so hard. It was like, you know, it's kind of a motion picture quality. Mm. It yeah. always works so well. His mm. compositions were always great. And I don't think about when I watch modern episodes of The Simpsons, it's sort of like the same three, dun, 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 like to transition yeah. between, yeah. look, it's just, new, just it's stock. fill the town. and Stock emotional yeah. music. Yeah. To tell yeah. the truth, I don't think I noticed the music in the new ones no. even at all, mm. apart from it's not silent. But even that last scene where they're closing their eyes and like, dun, 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 yeah. there's like the eyes being closed. And it kind of leads into the, into the yeah. 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 It's just oh, beautifully I done. Yeah. I think maybe that they were scoring them then and now they're just filling it. with 100%. Yeah. yeah. There's no way Alf Clausen sitting around with his... Orchestra he got like, fired. Yeah. Oh, did he really? Yeah. yeah, he got let go at the start of season 29. They bought a synthesizer. Cross-cutting. So That's... Theoretically, they got a cheaper composer, but how much of it is pre-composed? Yeah. It's Hans Zimmer's company, so like, it's just gone to a composer factory now. Mm. Right. Oh, Rather than someone who... Yeah. I think there's something to be said for the... Like, watching it, you could tell it's hand-drawn. Yeah. There's mm. a lot of sort of... Oh, yeah, there's so much more care put into things. Yeah, it's imperfect, but it's imperfect in a human way, where yeah, you can like see where... A crafted way. Correct. Yeah. It just feels like someone cared about that episode. Yeah, for yeah, And then you come to 28 and 29 or whatever, and you look at the 3D animated yeah. episodes, you're like, eh, 
yeah, this yeah. doesn't feel like as much care went into it. Well, it could be the easier the animation gets, the less they care about the script going into that animation. Because I know yeah. the guys who do Wallace and Gromit have a great thing. It's like, we have to make sure the script's amazing because it takes so long to animate these. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. we've got Can't a bad go joke, it's going to yeah. take six months to do. Yeah, ima- imagine like animating Claymation for six weeks to get a joke that doesn't land. Yeah. Like, you'd be like, oh, what a yeah. fucking yeah, So maybe it was the same kind of thing where they know their production budget was so tight that anything we write has to be animated anything we animate how we have to air because we don't have the cost mm. for anything else yeah, yeah I, I'm always hesitant to be like that kind of crotchety old guy being like oh, back in my day you know it's not really a factor of back in my day it was better mm. but it was like back in my day or our day you took the time first to get the script right because that was the thing you could change easily mm. and then yeah. once you had that locked down you moved in the bits that were expensive to do whereas mm. now with like reality TV and all that stuff you literally shoot Everything you can because, mm. like, you don't even use tape anymore. You can you can store a thousand hours of video for yeah. twelve cents, yeah. and then you take it into post production and you do all the dodging around and fixing around then to figure out the story and mm. you change the story based on what you want, not mm. what you have. Mm. Yeah, so I think it's just that horse before the cart type of scenario yeah. now. All right, it's time for my final notes. Bart's red hat is where he left it behind the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Marge is a really involved mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she knows d- where he puts his hat. Actually, that's the thing I forgot to mention when we were first talking about that, where it's not just that you know, everyone's driving her crazy with the request, it's that it's part of the monotony and the routine, and she's mm. got to like say it over and over again because each individual person has got their fucking own little bullshit. Like, no yep. one has the same sandwich. Yep. Yep. Light made for Lisa, cut the sandwich this way, cut the crust off a bar, double bologna for Homer. And well, I think- otherwise you can't taste the bologna. <laughs> 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 and even like when she's doing the shopping, she doesn't have a list. She's just got it memorized. Mm-hmm. Like So, yeah, they're clearly showing how this routine is yeah, driving her nuts. It's a weird detail, but the bus that was pulled up behind Marge was the Shelbyville Players. Yeah, yeah, I kind of expected that. Maybe that was a joke that got cartoon. Yeah, and they're just all in like Shakespearean garb and stuff. Yeah, hey, they got somewhere to be. Or not to be. Um, come on, I got a body in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me, I don't know, is he the one in Treehouse of Horror when they're throwing things in the bottomless pit? He's like, Arrivederci Vito. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still got, yeah, was it the hat? I think it's the guy with the black hat. Yeah, yeah I think it was. Very classic black hat mobster. Yeah, I love Lisa. I think I'm going to hit the hay. It's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm aware of the time. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Uh, One of the porno movies that she can watch is the Happy Little Elves Meet Fuzzy Snuggle Duck. Uh, that was no. one of the movies she could watch. <laughs> I, I assumed it was one of the R-rated movies. No, it goes Thelma and Louise, the happy little elves meet Snuggle Duck, and then it's the erotic, erotic awakening, awakening of S, which is a oh. rip on the title, The Story of O. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, the sound that Maggie makes when she's refusing the food, that I can't do it. I'm not a baby, but really good. And I like, yeah, that Homer's just been nailing all this baby food. <laughs> Marge seemed like she had a fun weekend as well with like bungee jumping, cigar making. <laughs> and calligraphy. That was the odd one out. <laughs> one of these things are not like the other. Calligraphy can be very relaxing, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah, but it's not bungee jumping, cigar making or hula hoop hula dancing. dancing. Yep. And yeah, finally, I uh, forgot to mention, yeah, Eyes in the Dark playlist. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, great way to end the episode. It's time to rank this thing. Also a great title of like a horror movie. Yeah, I'll Eyes, in, Eyes the in the Dark. <laughs> you can't see the rest of their body, but you can see... The eyes. Is it a cat? Is it a raccoon? Who knows? But it's eyes in the dark. Uh, Phil, <laughs> it's your turn to kick it off. Uh, I am going straight to the QZ hall. I'm putting this in there. I feel like this is uh, a quintessential what makes a Simpsons a Simpsons mm. episode. And it's not the funniest. There are quotable moments, but there's not ones that I would rely on. 
But I think it builds the heart. It tells you who the characters are. It tells you who the family dynamic is. And it's just, I don't know, you feel better after watching it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. BT? I'm also going to just cross the line into Cubic. For a long time, I was sitting on gold. But then I'm like, you know what? The only reason I'm not giving it gold is it doesn't have that rapid fire jokes but i feel like that's purposeful i feel like that was a, an intentional decision to f- then focus on the more the emotional core and you get more rapid almost rapid fire emotion yeah which is great i think it's one that's just a great marge episode i think it builds the foundations of these characters and of the show and for that i am going to cubic Sconia. all right jimmy what do you reckon yeah exact same historically like comic shows because you go in expecting comedy and you get something a little bit heavier it hits a bit harder. Yeah. If you went on and sat down to watch some depressing drama, mm. you know what you're getting in for. But an episode like that, watching it for the first time, would, I think, really carry some weight. Yeah. And yeah, for me, if I think about classic Simpsons and what I love about The Simpsons, it's episodes like that. Mm. Yeah, look, I'm going cubic as well. And it's one of those ones where, yeah, I've seen it so much and it was uh, it's part of us all, part of us all, <laughs> that I do have trouble like telling objectively, mm. like, are there fundamental problems? But honestly... Because I'll admit, I was on the fence. Yeah, you know. Because it isn't definitely not one of the funniest episodes, but god damn, there's just so much iconic about it. All right, so that'll be an average of, well, again, not an average, it's just straight out Cubic Zirconia. <laughs> this will be Amazing. joining. This will be the fourth season three Cubic Zirconia. It'll right. be joining the other ones like Lisa's Pony. Ah, excellent. Good, good yeah. episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flaming Moe's. Nice. Oh, and Homer at the Bat, which was like one of our early... One of our early definers of what made a cubic zirconia. Yeah. yeah. The think... episode that we'd go back and compare to, like, is this Homer at the Bat good? Yeah, I would happily throw... Sorry, which was, which was that episode? Softball. The softball one. Which you know, oh. oh. Yeah, and oh. it's honestly one of the ones I would throw in contention for best episode, period. It's, yeah, it's, it's really good. good. That's a very good episode. Yeah, I mean, just alone for introducing what was it like nine yeah nine char- football nine, nine, nine baseball stars neither one of us knew anything about baseball and yeah. yet it doesn't matter it's so yeah. well written it's mm. so well paced that you don't need to know who these people are yeah yeah all right perfect all right guys well that about does it for the simpsons index for this evening but before we get out of here we just like to recommend some things that we've been into lately mm. so books movies tv music video games whatever phil we'll start with you what have you been into lately been listening to a podcast called the teacher's pet which is a mm-hmm. true crime investigative podcast about a missing wife in the northern beaches of sydney from the late yep. 80s mm. it's good I think it suffers a lot from like the making a murderer kind of tropes where there's three hours worth of content jam-packed into 13 hours worth of episodes. And then they fall into their own trap a little bit of thinking that the circumstantial evidence they've drug up since then and their theories about what the best way of something is then automatically should transfer into a... A reopening of the investigation. A reopening of the investigation or a obviously guilty plea. Apart from that, it's not bad. It's mm. just a little long. But just on that, I was listening to a or reading an interview recently with a guy who just finished in America doing um, a true crime podcast, and he basically said, as a devotee of the genre, I find it unethical, distasteful, and mm. abhorrent that these people are making true crime podcasts and are essentially misleading their audience as the thing goes along when they mm. know full well what the conclusion is because they set out, they gather all the information, they know what the answer is. But to sell you on the story, they mislead you. Yeah, they have to give and you mis- hooks that don't lead anywhere. Correct. And he's like, considering the subject matter, which is someone's dead. Yeah. There's a murder at stake and someone's in prison. 
it's irresponsible for mm. you to muck around with those facts yeah. for entertainment purposes. Yep. Does that have anything to say about that podcast? This one's a little different because it's not... It's unsolved, isn't it? Yeah, the woman just went missing. Mm. There's not Someone's not 100% dead because they haven't found a body. But then all the, all the new leads and the new discoveries he's made mm. in the terms of doing this podcast mm. are all, oh, I remember a thing where somebody said to this person when I was there in 1988. So it's all like quite very unverifiable and so it's not bad but it is it does suffer from we've come up with some good ideas and now we think they're fact yeah yeah, yeah fair enough how about you jimmy i am reading a few books but probably the one right next to my bed at the moment is the skeptic's guide to the universe book oh nice did you buy that yeah uh, i did yeah, yeah it's cool. a dimmicks. dimmicks is it really yeah just walk in buy it I don't uh, walk, skeptic's sure. guide is a fantastic science-based podcast uh weekly very very good would recommend to everyone the book's great covers a whole bunch of sort of logical fallacies, skeptical thinking, pseudoscience. It's just really interesting stuff. And I think it just helps sharpen up how you approach the world. Mm, cool. Yeah. How about you, BT? I've been watching a lot of a YouTube channel called Crash Course. So they do like a little bit of history, a little bit of mythology, a little bit of philosophy and things like that. So yeah, it's just short little 10, 15 minute videos on various subjects. But I like those kind of quick refreshes of... You know, especially I've been doing a lot of the mythology stuff, which I think is interesting, but trying to read through some of those old texts are really boring. So I've learned about, you know, Ragnarok and Norse gods mm. and, you know, stuff like that and Sweet. bits on the Holy Grail and King Arthur and stuff. Oh, yeah, cool. Crash Course. Check it out. Good fun. Oh, nice one. So I think I actually recommended this podcast on one of our no review specials. So mm. it's just a yeah reiteration of that. I love the Bang On podcast. It's Miff Warhurst and Zan Rowe, popular Triple J personalities. And they're just two awesome Aussie chicks having a gab about stuff they're into this week. And they've got wonderful chemistry and they're hilarious. So yeah, absolutely check out Bang On. But also, I'm always talking about the BigSoftTitty.png podcast <laughs> and the most recent episode. Always talking about it? I love it so I've much. I've never it's heard you the say BigSoftTitty.com. BigSoftTitty.png! And they did an episode recently where they're, <laughs> they're doing like this play-by-play. They're w- listening to a Marilyn Manson live album where he's telling this story about a dream he had. And <laughs> the dream is fucking stupid. It's just a 12 <laughs> year old's idea of cool he's like oh i was in a sea of liquor and i washed up on a beach made of cocaine and there were marijuana trees and it's like yeah dude cool <laughs> hey marijuana trees it's just an existing thing yeah <laughs> yeah them breaking down like marilyn manson's stupid fucking <laughs> dream story is amazing but i'm also bringing them up because they've got some live shows coming up for sydney melbourne and adelaide comedy festivals that happen at this time of year and they're just amazing comedians absolutely breaking new ground beat you and i saw demi the yep. other week it's at... an acquired taste but if you acquire it my god it's funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that about does it let's get out of this very warm room that's been phil calloway Bye. that's been jimmy mack see you guys and that's been pt calloway Oi. and i've been your host elliot jerry that's all the mustard in the house Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index Podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. Oh my God, I've been wearing shorts again. That's twice this year. <laughs> yeah, well, I know I was going to be in this room for most of the day and it gets hot in here. I... Yeah. Oh, so take off all your clothes. I didn't even know he had calves, you know.
<laughs> yeah, I'm convinced that he was just Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Gets to eat ice cream. BT, for better or worse, what is a moment for the... BT Calloway. Fuck. How do I talk? <laughs> Uh, no, I got nothing for the heart. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, no I, I, know I, I know I looked like I had to say something, I was just burping internally. <laughs> no, you weren't. I heard it. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're insane. I am mic'd. <laughs> hot mic, hot mic. Speaking of uh, Google Histories, a friend of mine is a building manager, and so he sits in an office, and it's right near where a thousand people walk out every day to get to their cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he had a replacement guy come in and sit in the gig for a, a day or two. And when he came back in, he was looking through the, the search history. Oh dear. And 80% of the guy's search history was watching people play backgammon on YouTube. <laughs> and then the other 20% was a series of increasingly specific searches. Um, what will the world be like when humans are no longer around? <laughs> that was all the guy looked up for two days. Wow. Yeah. He's really thinking ahead. Yeah, for the end of the world so and what he's going to do afterwards. He's found out the world ends and backgammon becomes the new like Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of creepy in a way that you can't describe. Yeah, that's kind of like someone's just, yeah oddly specific creepy. <laughs> yeah, you know you can't ever figure out your mindset to be in those two places at once. That's amazing. Like that's one of those things where it's almost weirder than porn. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be easy to understand if you just looked up some porn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's inappropriate, but you would be like, I thought you were going to say mm-hmm. absolutely porn. Yeah. When you went eighty percent of that porn. It's when the Back motive like, oh, becomes the massive day. question. <laughs> yeah. What was going for two days? Bungee junkings. Uh, bungee junking. Well, I, I'm I'm exactly on the bell curve. I'm exactly normal. <laughs> Think of how stupid the average person is and then realize that half of them are dumber than that. Exactly. <laughs> Those are the people that are on the Taco Bell curve. Uh, uh, get out. Uh, <laughs> get out. <laughs> uh, BT, any other notes? Nope, I'm all out. James, any other notes? Oh, I've closed my little book. May I have one minute? Oh, can we go to Phil and come back to me? Phil, any other notes? Don't come back to me. I'm done. Why don't you fill in this dead air? Oh. Is your place as hot as hell? Well, you need ghosts. You need to start putting those undead people to work. Wait, are that ghosts also the undead? Mm, technically, no, because they'd be like a walking corpse is usually the undead. Yeah, so. but they're still... They're around. They're a spirit. Dead. They're a spectre. Mm. They're a... Uh, to clarify that. Yeah. I think you need some kind of corporeal form to be undead. Corporeal? Va- yeah. Physical. Oh. Uh, so vampire, zombie, cobble corpse. Uh, cobble corpse? A technical term for Frankenstein. Learning so many technical terms mm. for other things today. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I learned in all those dungeon master manuals? <laughs> yeah. How to surprise you with a giant sandworm. <laughs> Often. Do you guys get a sandworm as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got a photo of your sandworm. You guys did it much harder than we did. We literally just went, it's how big? Let's run away. Well, you yeah. know, that thing that was supposed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Danny miraculously jumps on top of it. And I'm like, I take a couple of swipes. It does nothing. I'm like, uh, Danny, you do you, man. I'm out of here. The trouble is he rolled like a 20 and then a 19. And yeah. so he was like, oh, yeah, we can kill this. Like, mm. <laughs> 